Simpsons Index, an online spreadsheet that is also a podcast. This is the podcast. Coming to you out of SideQuest Studios, this is The Simpsons Index, episode 128. Hello out there, I'm your host, Elliot J. O'Neill, and joining me in SideQuest Studios today is Michael Pishinari. Good morning, Vietnam. And here as always, except when he's not, BT Galloway. Ahoy, hoy. And thank you for joining us for The Simpsons Index. This is a podcast where we watch and review three episodes of The Simpsons at a time, but there's a twist. Each episode must come from a different decade. And now today we're doing like a little bit of a dive into a Skinner sort of theme today. Although the link to Skinner was a bit more tenuous in this first mm. episode. <laughs> uh, so how are we feeling after watching that one? I mean, mixed. Yeah. The guy <laughs> could use some alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, uh, we'll have to wait until sundown to switch to hard liquor, which this episode might require. But <laughs> Man, it's sundown somewhere. <laughs> That's it. But yeah, we started out today by watching season 21, episode 6, Pranks and Greens. Pranks and Greens. Yeah, like Franks and Beans, only Pranks and Greens. So creative. Pranks and Beans. First released in November of Ought 9, it was directed by Chuck Sheets, he sure does, written by <laughs> Jeff Westbrook. In this episode, Bart hears of a prankster that was way more prankier than him and he seeks to find him out. And meanwhile, in the B story, Marge is uh, having a hard time keeping up with mothers who are obsessive with only giving their babies the most purest, bestest ingredients. Guys, what do we think? Yeah, like I said, man, mixed. Like, there's some jokes I really got a good laugh out of, and I like the plot beats, but they were just kind of so flat that I just didn't care. Mm. And then some jokes bombed so hard that it was just like, ah, oh, man, this is a very balanced episode in terms of bad and good, leveling it out into a eh. Yeah. Uh, this felt about as unnecessary as the Aladdin remake. <laughs> <laughs> Take that, Disney Corp. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, shit, yeah. Yeah, the story just has, like, two stories that have no purpose whatsoever. And yeah. their endings don't feel satisfactory either. No, you're right. They just don't go anywhere, do they? No. They're not trying to tell you anything. Like, they have no message or mm. meaning. Yeah. All right, well, let's hook into it. BT, for better or worse, what's something that stands out to you about this episode? Jeez, what up? Mm. I have very few notes on this one, so this might take a second. I'm going to call to the best joke in the entire episode where Bart's doing some research on a computer and then sees an image and he's, Lisa's there and he's, you know, expositing to her and just goes, all right, now what's that in the background? Zoom in the hands. And she's like, yeah, and just pushes his head towards <laughs> yeah. the screen. That was great. I got a good laugh out of that. Yeah. That's easily the highlight of the episode. <laughs> Yeah, because I, I thought they were going to do the bit, but yeah, there's no such thing as zoom and enhance. You can't but... zoom and enhance. But yeah, it was a really good misdirect. Yeah. I, I enjoyed it. And I'm going to balance that with a joke I thought was terrible, which is when Marge is burning all the, um, you know, the, the bad food in the house. Mm. Homer runs into the kitchen, grabs a can of Cool Whip and uses an extinguisher. But then Marge is like, no, don't you know that's a petroleum byproduct? First of all, no, it's not. Second of all, it's not flammable. And third of all, that wouldn't have mattered if you hadn't taken the time to stop Zoom in on the can and go, yeah. it's Cool Whip. Yeah. Like, if it had just been a can and, her, and Homer was shaking it up and we assumed it was some kind of random brand of, you know, whipped cream, you would have been fine. But to stop and say, this is Cool Whip and then do something Cool Whip doesn't do is just stupid. 
Yeah. Beyond words? It was so laboured. It was like, it was bending at the knees and squatting and like stretching just to lift up a feather. Like, <laughs> it was so, so laboured. Yeah, it's just, you could have got away with it if you just hadn't laboured it so much for like no reason. There was no payoff to that labour. Mm, for real. How about you, Michael? What's something about this episode that stands out to you for better or worse? Uh, definitely for worse, the fact that apparently Marge's character is now a fucking idiot. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah. she she's been a housewife for like twenty years, but she didn't wash the carrots before she cut them, that was and weird. then decides to throw them out because Bart of all people reminds her, "Hey, did you wash those carrots?" Yeah, and I was like, "What? What the hell was that?" I I got to back up your point there. Who the fuck chops their carrots top first? You 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 start at the base and then like you use the top as an anchoring point. And, uh, that- oh, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> Man, well, you've been a mother of three for thirty years. <laughs> Maybe she knows something you don't. But yeah, th- it was just a weird bit. It's like why are we having Marge chop carrots and then having Bart tell her to? Yeah, the whole bit doesn't make sense. And if we're tying into her plot line of being obsessed with healthy things, maybe he shouldn't he have said something like, "Were were those carrots organically grown?" And she's like. Mm. And then just yeah. because then it would have been like, oh, she missed something because yeah. she's so yeah. obsessed with trying to be healthy for those other mothers that mm. she keeps missing shit, yeah, which is like, essentially what was happening with that story anyway. But instead, he's like, did you wash them? And then it's like, oh, throw them out. Like you could have washed them after. It's like, I feel like you would know that. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, tying into what sort of stood out to me from this episode, which is I kind of liked the idea of Marge's story where, yeah, you've got these obsessive mothers who are Mm. reading all the fucking listicles in the world telling you what's bad for your kids. Yeah, there's a great line in there where someone's like, have you even read the books I've read? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that was baby Gerald's mother. Oh, really? Yeah, and this leads to actually my two absolute favourite jokes in the episode, which was the two baby songs. I love fucking yeah. Poop in the Tub. I still sing Poop in the Tub all the time. I'm not don't gonna poop, poop in, the tub. in the tub. Well, the poop, is, the don't is like in brackets at the title. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's like that Chili Pepper song, Strip My Mind, where the chorus is, please don't strip my mind. It's like, you're being misleading, Anthony <laughs> Just mixed messages here, pe- Peppers. <laughs> um, and then the other one, which was dogs and kitties die from a young age or whatever, and so, but they do a lot better than fish. <laughs> <laughs> I do like, yeah, happy songs that are preparing kids for life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, it's just the problem with this story, yeah, that it just went nowhere, like... I mean, there's something sort of a payoff with Marge then gorging out on Homer's food, but like, it was sort of just such a nothing thrown together story that you can tell was just pitched as like the writers just griping about their mummy and baby groups. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, it could have worked fine. It's just, yeah. And even the payoff of having it be kind of a non thing in the end where Marge is like, eh, we'll just get the kids to eat healthy and we'll be, we'll gorge ourselves on crap. Is yeah. even that it could have been like a, not a misdirect, but like a, anti-climax it could have worked okay but just i don't know it all felt so it's like the family weren't involved so therefore when her conclusion is we'll just give it to the kids and do whatever we want it's like but the kids were never involved in this plot line yeah plus like as well leading to that okay if they decide they're going to feed the kids healthy stuff but they're not going to do that that Mm. could have presented a good sort of conflict of the kids being like hey why do we have to eat healthy but you guys don't 
Yeah. And yeah. That, yeah. And that actually could have been a more interesting story if they fleshed it out. Like, because it'd be something that Lisa would get on board with, but Bart would have a problem. And yeah, story writes itself, goddammit. They yeah. had the time. It's just they spent it on the long ass intro. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Never normally talk about the couch gags, but holy fuck. When they fire up on the 12th day of Christmas. Like, oh. We're doing all of it, aren't we? Was this a Christmas themed episode? Well, no, that's the weird thing. We've got that long intro that is Christmas themed. There's Christmas music at the beginning when Bart's doing his pranks and there's Christmas music at the end but none of it is Christmas related yeah it's really weird and it was released in November <laughs> well I mean release day you know whatever yeah well I mean I guess the shops start putting up Christmas decorations in August these days so yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah and it also has the weird uh, chalkboard gag where Bart's writing out you know a hundred times Halloween does not kick Thanksgiving's ass I'm like yes it does yeah <laughs> how dare you censor the truth Springfield <laughs> I love it so I can get to dress up and get all evil and scare some kids and yeah. eat some candy and yeah. Don't have to wait till Halloween to scare kids. <laughs> <laughs> legally. Scare them legally. Yes, of course. <laughs> Play count. How many times have you seen this episode before today? Thankfully, zero. Uh, the once. I've seen it a few times. Like, I actually I, I enjoy season 21 overall. So, yeah, back when I used to watch these episodes quite a bit, this one just sort of slipped in the rotation. Mm. And I think it sort of serves as like a background forgettable episode yeah like if you don't focus on it too much there's it's it's passable yeah it definitely passes the time and, and has a few good gags so let's talk about some of those gags and the wackiness was this a particularly cartoony episode of the simpsons some of the pranks were pretty actually no, they, they weren't even wacky they were just bad some of them like there's mm. one where Skinner walks into the Springfield Elementary toilet, and then Bart and Milhouse pull the walls down, and uh, he's in the middle of the gymnasium. He's like, okay, so many things right now. <laughs> First of all, how the fuck did he not know he was in the gym? Like Of his own school. <laughs> of his own school. He knows where the toilets are. It's just like... Like, why? Uh. It's funnier examining that joke than yeah. it actually was to watch it. <laughs> yeah, it's just, who would have possibly have thought this works? Like, he's just walking along, hmm, I don't remember there a toilet being in the middle of this basketball court, but, oh, well, I guess I'll just go in here. Yeah, and where Bart and Milhouse are alternating flooding the teacher's room with nitrous, nitrous oxide, oxide and, and carbon monoxide. That's just fucking dark. Yeah, if they don't get that balance right, there's going to be a lot of brain damage. I think this episode actually has a pretty high death count. Like, yeah. Especially the one where they do the flashback and Skinner dives into the, the pool of worms, the mm -hmm. big fucking event that changed Skinner forever. Yep. Uh, uh, changed Armin Tanzarian forever. Yeah, this episode's <laughs> got the screwiest timeline as well. Yep. Although I think, haven't they officially stated that Armin Tanzarian isn't meant to be canon, which doesn't make any sense? Yeah. Yeah. But then they <laughs> reference him later anyway. All right, fine, whatever. <laughs> what is canon anymore? I mean, they're rebooting, they're not rebooting, they're making another Terminator that ignores everything post-Terminator 2. <laughs> They've done the same thing with Halloween. Canon doesn't exist anymore. Nope. No. wonder how Marvel are going to go about that. <laughs> it's uh, a different universe <laughs> oh yeah yeah they can play the whole fucking five year card now yeah they well, play the five year card they can play the it's universe B yeah yeah. I think Which, they, that's what they're doing with the Spider-Man Far From Home apparently being alluded to yeah who knows how much that's gonna play in but we'll find out yeah cause Mysterion or whatever his name Mysterio. is Mysterio uh, Mysterio is meant to be a villain so yeah, yeah. Ray yeah. Mysterio Jr. <laughs> Six one nine. <laughs> uh, though I do like the quick joke of where someone throws me a frisbee and goes, Thanks, Keith, stay in school. I will. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, again, there are some decent jokes in this. So just around the pranks, what do we think of Andy Hamilton? 
Now he was boring as fuck. Yeah, really shit character. I can't mm. believe Jonah Hill fucking said yes to it. Hey, you picked out the guest star of this episode, <laughs> Jonah Hill. Oh man, I thought it was Glenn Close. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, Jonah Hill doesn't mesh well at all with this episode. You yeah. can tell it's not his humor. Look at, I think he had an interesting character arc of being someone Bart would look up to until he realized, oh, this kid's 19 and still you know, a loser. But it's just, there's something about him that I just find really boring. Anytime he's on screen, I'm like, and tuning out. Yeah. Well, he's not funny. Yeah. Well, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> like, his pranks aren't funny either. Yeah. Like, Bone Away. Like, yeah. Oh, that was so dumb. And then Wiggum's driving down, huh, I guess we can go both ways. And then it's like, what? That's a, what? I didn't yeah. even... Had a real... says Bone Away, you can go, but what? <laughs> And yeah, Wiggum had a real off voice yeah. moment then. Like I well. did a more accurate Wiggum just then. Yeah. It was <laughs> j- very <laughs> noticeable. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Wiggum. <laughs> See? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, the pranks as well. Like, I liked the misdirect of the chips that it was a real snake, but then, yeah, dragging out with the defanged, but rubbing poison on Milhouse's arm. and Yeah, when they take that second and third bite. And then I get it. Oh right, Whoops. snake. <laughs> and then Millhouse is lying there shivering, and they hold on him for a little bit too long. And mm. yeah, and there's another example of that. I think when Bart destroys Skinner's car, and Skinner's like, "You've just completely ruined the car I rent from Mother." And then I like at that joke in passing, but then they stop, and Bart's like, "You rent it? Oh, I've only got a few more payments left." I was like, "Nah, you ruined it." It was funny in passing <laughs> when you just pick it up and go, hey, "He's renting it." Yeah. From his mum. I think it just uh, goes towards how padded this episode is. And yeah. No, I think that is the absolute best word for this entire episode. It is padded. There are parts that work, but they're just so packed in with styrofoam nothing that yeah. it's so hard to get to the good bits that it sucks overall. Yeah, I mean, because look at my notes here. Like, that's normal notes. That's this episode's notes. There are so few. For me, normal notes... This episode. Jesus. <laughs> Literally a half page when I usually do a full page. Just uh, lastly on the wackiness, I mean, there's more to talk about, but the one joke that I kind of liked was when they are in the like organic food shop mm-hmm. and the food goes moldy the instant that they've paid for it. Like, yeah. I think that is like just a funny little commentary on yeah non-preservative food, but... Also, speaking of the padding, she listed out every fucking product that they yeah. bought. And some of them were kind of funny, but most of them were just like soy, soy, soy with soy, soy and soy and soy. Yeah. Uh, Modulously fr- grown soy. I liked free range gluten. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> and like invisible cheese. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, there's some jokes in there. But yeah. I mean, they kind of justified it with Marge going, yeah, you don't have to say what that. We know what we bought. Like, because <laughs> I've had this a couple of times in my life where like, yeah, the people running the register have commented on my purchases and like, fuck off. <laughs> what, positively or negatively? Just like, oh, what what are you getting up to today? And it's like, mind your own business. Yeah, that, that's when you play that game where you buy the most three questionable objects you can. Yeah. Or two questionable if you like it. So, you know, because it happened to me once accidentally when I was uh, living alone, taking care of my sister's cat, and I forgot the cat food and we walked back to the shop and bought cat food. I'm like, oh yeah, and I don't have barbecue sauce. So I bought cat food and barbecue <laughs> sauce. I was like... That must be weird for that person. <laughs> it's like, yeah. He's got a good Friday night ahead of him. <laughs> Delish. <laughs> Gonna fry up the barbecue, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, just yeah, register people. Do it in your own head like I did when I was running the checkout at Franklin's. You know, I'd play, yeah, register detective. What's, what's this person 
I'm doing today. Yeah, and one day when I was having a really fun day with it, yeah, some dude came in, bought a bunch of bananas, a 50-pack of disposable gloves in KY. <laughs> yes. Yep. <laughs> it writes itself. I was just like, quiet. $15, sir. <laughs> Thank God for self-serve. Yeah. Yeah. For real. It makes buying... Buying bananas a lot more, um, yes, yep. less awkward. <laughs> so how about the heart of this episode? Did you guys feel any heart from this? Nope. I wanted to stab myself in the heart for watching <laughs> this. Different. <Jesus. laughs> that's, that's dramatic. You can, you, you can just leave the room. It's cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we kind of should have in the sense that you know, Bart feels like maybe this is where my life is going, but it was more that, hey, this guy sucks and he needs to be fixed, not this is, you know, the path I'm on. I better watch myself. So, yeah. Uh, and I guess it would have meant a lot more if, like, Bart and Andy actually were starting to do some stuff together. Like, because yeah. it also unfolded really quickly where Bart spent, like, two minutes with Andy and then all of a sudden one word from Lisa and he's like trying to set Andy on a better path like mm -hmm. well you know in the other story if Marge and Maggie had spent any screen time together yeah <laughs> you know I mean I would have liked it if it concluded with a scene where Maggie's just eating dirt Marge is like you know what I think you'll be fine no matter what you eat because <laughs> kids eat crap all the time is that organic dirt <laughs> <laughs> it's as healthy as it gets dirt straight from the ground <laughs> I mean, what do we even discuss with the heart? Like, because even in the sense with Krusty's involvement with the episode where I do actually kind of like the tone that Andy became his head writer, like... Head writer was too much, but on the writing staff, because, hey, he writes wacky jokes and that's what works for a clown show. Yeah. You know, that makes a lot of sense. Very obvious telegraphing when it's like, you know, the truck of worms prank grade. You're like, mm. okay, he's going to do a misdirect here. I already figured you out, episode. <laughs> but, you know, the idea is still sound. Yeah. There was a bit when Bart was trying to get Andy the job and he's in Krusty's dressing room. Apparently the list of things that Krusty said he won't do was all things that were in Jonah Hill movies. Oh, really? Yeah, giving... I buy you alcohol from uh, Superbad. Yeah, yeah, giving a young comic his first chance, giving a washed-up hack his last chance and right. all that sort of stuff, yeah. That went for a really long time. Yep. Well, Jonah Hill's been in a lot of movies. Prolific. True, but it, like, it was like no payoff as, yeah. as yeah. far as this Like, if context. you didn't know that, yeah. which I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> no, I didn't either. And, I've, and I'm actually a big fan of Jonah Hill's movies. And I totally yeah. whoosh. Yeah. What an interesting career trajectory, right? Because like, oh, yeah. he started out... Oscar-nominated actor. <laughs> Oscar-nominated Jonah Hill. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Director as well. Like. Oh, really? Yeah, that um, 90s film that's recently yes. coming out. It's uh, like a yeah, skater yeah. movie. Yeah. Oh, which um, I'm going to bring this up again later. Stars the kid who played Atreus in God in the latest God of War game. Yeah, you mean boy. Boy. <laughs> Come here, boy. You're dad of boy. Yeah. And yeah, what an interesting career trajectory. Someone who I thought was just going to be a Seth Rogen clone. Mm -hmm. Rogen clone. Uh, I never know. I never Rogan. know. Nah, it's Rogen. <laughs> Rogen. <laughs> and yeah, he ends up being a serious dramatic actor and doing fucking Scorsese movie. Yeah. You know he took a massive pay cut to do that movie? You would. I would take a massive pay cut to do a Scorsese too. movie. He, he took but a pay like cut ridiculous. to do The Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Irony. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he took a massive weight cut as well. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, that too. <laughs> Did any if you see that one that was on Netflix with Emma Stone? I watched like most of the first episodes. Like, oh, this is interesting. I'll come back to it. I never did. Oh, the show. Yeah. yeah. No, I haven't um, seen it. Any good? Maniac. Yeah. 
I have your exact same story, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh, this could get interesting. I'll come back to it. Just other things came up. Yeah. It's gathering dust on my Netflix list. <laughs> uh, see, we're padding out this segment because I know there's that, not, not much more to, <laughs> talk, about, to talk about. But ultimately, though, guys, did this feel like an episode of The Simpsons? A heavily padded one, yes. Because, again, the plot beats make sense and they kind of fit with The Simpsons characters. It's just There's just so much padding to get to there. It's just exhausting. Yeah, it felt like a typical HD era episode of The Simpsons. Yeah. Yeah, it's sort of hard to talk about the integrity when Skinner's integrity is so screwed up at this point that, sure, he used to be a cool teacher, whatever. Yeah, it's <laughs> like it's like when you see that 90s episode where it's like, yeah. oh, sure, Homer invented grunge. Yep, okay, whatever. <laughs> Let's just carry on. <laughs> yep. And, yeah, swim teacher Willie. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Especially when he waxes and shaves the boys. I'm like, yeah. you saved it with the visual of him just waxing a kid's back with the sentences worrying <laughs> uh, i kind of liked the aberdeen crawl i guess yeah i got a laugh out of that very unexpected mm. <laughs> jesus yeah, man, so I'm, I'm notebook closed I'm, I'm done i've got nothing <laughs> left i guess there's a little bit of a lack of integrity with bart that he tried to fix andy up on the path but i mean i guess because he sees himself in him i don't mm. know but there could have been so much more of that like uh, surely this should be a trying to fix bart by fixing andy kind of thing mm that wasn't there. It was just, oh, I'm going to get you a job. Oh, why aren't you at your job? Oh, you found a better job. Mm. Yeah, Bart doesn't really change. Like, we don't get to see Bart changing as a result. No, and I can't think that's... Surely by noticing what's wrong with this person, he's already fixed the problem with himself. Mm. Yeah. So... And I do have a question. Why would Skinner sort of try to make Bart feel insecure? Like, Yeah. Because... This is potentially setting Bart up to try and outprank himself. No, it's literally that. Like, when he's all like, oh, there was a kid who was even worse than you, Bart. It's originally being done as, like, Skinner's like, oh, you think you're so hot? Well, don't worry. There was someone who was worse than you. But it's, given that he's meant to be traumatized from the event, you feel like he would avoid bringing it up altogether. Yeah. And it's just, the Skinner we get there, who's kind of goading Bart into, oh, you should research this. It's going to be good. clashes completely with the Skinner that resulted from that prank. So, yeah, it's going to be introduced some other way. Unless he knows that that kid became, like, nothing. A loser. Well, that would have been cool as well if he had been like, you know, maybe you should look into this kid and see where your future's headed. Yeah. You know, but again. That would have made more sense, definitely. Mm. They didn't do that. Uh, (laughs) It's a bit too much logic. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and again, like, in terms of integrity, yeah, there's definitely something to Marge being, you know, a bit flustered by trying to keep up with all these mummies with their incessant demands and, you know, staying up all night to blow bubbles into the zucchini muffins. Because they they won't rise by themselves, yeah. Yeah. That's so Marge, but yeah. Yeah, and I guarantee this is a pretty massive thing in a current parenthood of, you mean it's not organically homogenized single source? Mm. You monster. Served it in PPAs, number seven tubs oh my god again kids eat dirt yeah <laughs> that's a matter of fact and some advice mm-hmm. another <laughs> thing as well with that plot it's like so is marge just not gonna hang out with those women anymore mm. those women are gonna continue to do that i mean you could have had a whole thing of like marge teaching them that by doing that and sheltering to. their kids yeah. they were actually having a worse effect on them well yeah and i think it's sort of disappointing that they didn't have a scene at one of the other mother's house like where like everything's padded yeah mm. <laughs> ah, that could have been something to mind when they're like marge from now on you're banned from being snack mom she's like ah. and personally i would have been like 
Yay. Yeah. No more having to provide snacks. But I get the Marge is that her caregiver who loves doing that kind of thing. But I have a scene kind of explaining that a little bit where she's yeah. like, this is part of her identity and she loves being able to provide for people. I don't mm. know. There's something there. Yeah. Because otherwise you've got someone like me going, oh no, never have to make snacks for people again. Whatever will I do? <laughs> well, it could have been kind of like that episode when she buys that fancy dress and yep. goes to the, yeah, what is it, the golf club? Yeah. Could have been like that, in yeah. that she's got no friends to hang out with, and that's why she wants yeah, all that's the why mums she needs to come. Yeah. yeah, yeah, simple and effective. Mm. There was something I liked about she's serving Quickie Mart products, and Manjula of all people was fucking freaking out. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> cow cancer, I believe she called the milk. So yes or no? Would you watch it again? No, I don't see a reason. Nah. So BT, what would you change? Yeah, we've covered this. Come on. Give any of the plot points any meat whatsoever. I mean, it doesn't have to be organically sourced meat, but, you know, something else going on. Just get more in-depth into your own plot and have it have some resolution and payoff and ideas or something. It's all just so surface and blare. Mm. Styrofoam. <laughs> Definitely. Padding. <laughs> Pad tie. <laughs> How about you, Michael, what would you like to change? Maybe just... Put jokes that are actually funny. Oh, I mean, wow. that, that, that works well, usually, <laughs> in comedies. That's a revolutionary idea. You're going to make it somewhere <laughs> in this world, boy. Head writer of The Simpsons now. <laughs> Saturday Night Live are like, we need a kid like you. <laughs> We've been doing this show for 40 years and of we course. haven't made a single fucking joke. Funny jokes. What were we thinking? <laughs> <laughs> oh, another thing. Ralph coming off the slide and he actually flew. Oh, yeah. Mm, that wackiness. was weird. What the fuck was that? <laughs> like, it would have just been kind of funny if he was at the top of the slide and just went launched so quickly, he just poof, right yeah. on the ground straight away yeah. with, like, a couple of frames missing. But it's just like, now he's glittering and flying a little bit. <laughs> okay. Mm. Uh, anything else you'd like to change? Like, ah, <laughs> oh, I mean, like, from the stuff that we've already talked about, I guess, like, trim the fat, get yeah. rid of the long intro and have the writers actually do their job of, like, writing an episode yeah. rather than relying on a long-ass intro to pad out the whole episode. Because, yeah, it was a long intro, then a long couch gag, and then even then this was such a padded episode. Yeah, and just, just go back to those plots and be like, what are we trying to say with plot A and what are we trying to say with plot B? Are you trying to say that Bart needs to learn to, like, move on and be better and mm, change yeah. his ways? Well, then, if that's the case, then by the end of the episode he should not want to be putting his effort into pranks and put it into something else, but explain yeah. what that is. What is the other thing he's going to put his effort into? Because mm -hmm. it's obviously not going to be to get better grades because we've established that in other episodes. So if he's not going to do that, what is he going to do? And then with the B plot, what are you trying to say with, do you think that mothers are sheltering their kids too much? Because you know what? Both plots could be resolved by saying you just need to have balance. You can be yeah. a rebellious mm. little kid who pulls pranks, but you've got to get your shit together at some point. And you can be a mother who wants to provide healthy food for your kids, but there's certainly a point where you're going to be going so overboard, you're going to cause yourself more trouble than it's worth. So yep. both points can be resolved with balance. And neither of them realize that, or the fact they have that in common never comes up. Yeah. Mm. And yeah, what I'd change, look, I honestly want Bart and Andy to have a bit of a buddy prank shit going on where Andy's like, oh, Skinner, I haven't thought about that doofus in a long time. And then that launches into them, like, making some pranks against Skinner. And then maybe even that could be the reason, like, Lisa's like, what are you doing? Mm. Rather than it just sort of coming out of nowhere. Like, yeah, for Lisa no. to sort of have the evidence in front of her of, like, a prank that they've pulled on Skinner. And she's like, 
you're hanging out with a 19-year-old who's hanging out with a 10-year-old that's yeah. pranking his old principal from nine years ago, you know? Yeah. Oh, okay. So Bart, after meeting Andy, is all like, I got to stop pranking because this is the road I'm headed on. So, But then he's like, you know, getting withdrawals and he's kind of freaking out about <laughs> it. So instead of pranking at school, he decides to prank at home and Marge has been making all this boring-ass food. Oh, yeah. But the next time the kid's around, he like injects caramel into all their, you know, rhubarb muffins or whatever. And then the kids eat them and then the, and he's like, ha, I got you. But look, your kids are fine. What are you freaking out about? Yeah. And it's like, see, sugar doesn't harm them. And it's like, yeah, everyone learned a lesson. Mm. <laughs> yes. That's, that's what I would do. That's one thing I hate with these type of episodes is that the A plot never touches the B plot. Like, they're always yeah. completely separate. Yeah, and I appreciate they don't need to necessarily tie together at the end. But at least they're in the same house. Yeah. Marge is theoretically making this food that the kids are allegedly eating, but we never see that. And that's even the payoff for their episode, as we said earlier, that she says, oh, we'll just make the kids eat it. But we've never seen the kids eat it. Yeah, that's this- it. And... Yeah, it's one of those things that if you had confidence in either one of these stories, you could have pulled a full 22 minutes out of. But fuck, they were barely able to scrape 18 (laughs) with both of them together. Mm. Yeah, we've pretty well covered it. BT, any other notes? Nah, I'm I'm drained. (laughs) Michael, any other notes? The quicker we move on, the better, I think. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, it's time for my final notes. Now it's time and now it's time for his final notes. Elliot's final notes. Millhouse has like a weird JD from Scrubs Nerdzilla fantasy. Yeah, that was just went on for too long. Even quicker, it might have been okay, but it's also like, yeah. Yeah, it's just a yeah, a giant stereotypical nerd destroying buildings. What's yeah? Because I thought it was going to be when he's all like, oh, there's a prankster even bigger than you. Imagine his sidekick, and then I was going to like imagine a slightly taller Millhouse. Yeah. You know, something like that. I don't know. But yeah, it felt like honestly a JD from Scrubs line where, yeah, he comes back with, you're going to need a lot of gnomes. Like, (laughs) thank you. That's helpful. Uh, The glue plank. uh, Fuck. Glue plank. The glue prank was pretty lame. (laughs) Yeah. I'll just use this glue relaxant that I found right here that's clearly tied to a string. Yeah. Ah, uh, fish heads, I carumba. He literally says I carumba, and it's so fucking the. Andy pulls a fake CPR prank that is rape. Um, <laughs> Grandpa. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. Uh, I think he classed it as sexual assault, but let's not crack that particular egg. Yeah, Andy is still an arsehole. Let's... Yeah, no, no, I know. Not, not defending Andy. Just, uh... <laughs> and Bart's printer ink in shampoo, like, the payoff was Grandpa's line, I've never felt so clean and he's blue, so... I came over to this place to have a shower. Indeed. There's a weird shot in that organic grocer of Homer picking up a hemp mag and just reading it, and it's just... Yeah, and I thought there would be, like, a bit where there's, like, a free sample or something like that kind of joke, you know, as you yeah. get magazines. But no, he just reads hemp. I'm like, oh, okay. Again. It's yeah. a magazine about weed. And, yeah, padding out the episode, Barton Lisa's playing of tiddlywinks. Which I did kind of like, tiddly, wink. Yeah. Tiddly, wink. Yeah, I mean, it's funny that they're bored with uh, the game, but... Yeah, showing people being bored does not make us entertained. Mm. Homer's Little Lord of the Rings reference? Yeah, wow, that was poignant. In 2009. (laughs) They're so ahead of the curve, aren't they? (laughs) Always on the the button as far as what's happening in the world today. Mm -hmm. But they did call it Lard Glug is the beverage of choice for most people these days. Lard Glug. Lard glug. Lard glug. Contains either lard nor glug. But when Homer and Marge, like, clinked the champagne glasses, like, ting, 
Yep. Like, it's loud glug. It should have gone thunk. Yeah. Yep. And my final note is a very, yeah, comment of Bart going, Louis, Andy's about to ruin the show. Oh, he's about 20 seasons too late. <laughs> <sighs> it's time to rank this thing. On the Simpsons Index, we rank using our six-point scale, which starts down the bottom at failure. Maybe if the episode is just, nah, you give a participant. But for the positive rankings, you got OK Bronze, Good Silver, Excellent Gold. But for the best of the very best, you give Cubic Zirconia. I'm going to go first. Let me show you how it's done. Participant, I think this conversation, uh, uh, there was no indication that I was going to give it anything but. Like, there are some good jokes here, but there's some lameness and just, it's so padded. Michael, what do you reckon? Failure. Oh, wow. Hard out failure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this episode was pure cringe for me. I just kept yelling, well, as you guys oh, yeah. know, watching it with <laughs> We his, heard the yelling. I just kept yelling at the TV screen. I felt like freaking Abe. Just yelling at the screen like, ah, oh, what the hell is this shit? <laughs> so that's a hard fail for me. I mean, you know, these people get paid to write this shit and we can yeah. do a better job. I mean, that's saying something. It's saying a lot. That's saying a lot. Well, if I make, can do it. It really makes me wonder how much collaboration even goes on anymore. And I think another point to that is when they're singing the 12 days of Christmas, whatever, they're so off from each other's tone. And yeah. it's because they're probably not even recording at the same time in the same studio. Because, you know, was it um, Hank Azari, I think, is just has his own recording booth or one of the other ones. I can't remember which. Harry Shearer. Harry Shearer has one in the, his own house. The, ma the main family all record together. Yeah, but I mean, when you don't have people recording at the same time, when you're trying to harmonize, it's going to sound terrible. Oh, no, no. The main family all record together. All right. Well, I'm going to shut up and leave. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> well, first of all, what's your rank? Participant. I'm going to forget this one. It's not egregious enough for me to hate it. I got some laughs out of it, but some of it is just so boring. And it just, yeah, padding. It is just padded to death. Ha, ding. ding. All right, cool. Well, averaging out, that'll equal a dull participant. This will be joining other such dull participants as It's a Mad, 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 Mad Marge from Season mm -hmm. 11. When Marge goes mad. Yeah. It'll also be joining Husbands and Knives, that weird Homer Gets Plastic Surgery one. Mm -hmm. It's er one of those er ones where it's a bad episode where a very popular meme comes from, where yeah. Homer's skin is all pegged at the back of him. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it'll also be joining Puffless when Patty and Selma quit smoking. Mm -hmm. And Maggie has that weird B story where the Disney rescuing thing. Ah, uh, right. I was wondering what else happened in that thing. Yeah. The Great Fatsby Part 1. <laughs> uh, we were so optimistic on that one. Yeah. And The Girl on the Bus, which we reviewed in our Season 30 Wasteland episode recently. So boring. So boring. So boring. <laughs> All right. Now, before we move on, is that reputation justified? Is that reputation justified? No talking heads this week? Nah. <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> IGN's Robert Canning. Ooh. I got no puns for Canning. Yeah, you do. Oh, wait. Yeah, shit. I'm so fucking out of it today. It's recording early in the morning. Yeah, no, Robert the Feather Touch Cannon. <laughs> he gave it a very nice 6.9 out of 10. Of course he did. This episode had a good start, but veered into less than impressive direction, and Marge's storyline, while cute in parts, was really just filler more than anything else. I mean, that's very accurate. <laughs> So. so why did he give it a 6.9? Guess he's yeah. the feather touch. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 6.9 isn't a great ranking. Like, it's just a step above average. Again, for IGN, that's pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> and Todd Vanderworth of the AV Club. Oh, what's a Vanderworth? He gave it a B, which this is like bronze territory mm. for them. Not a bad setup for an episode. Wow, mirroring Robert Canning. Particularly as Bart shenanigans are one of the few things the show does consistently anymore. But it just never felt like Andy and Bart's story went anywhere. Yep, again, correct. 
Yeah, it's weird. Like, they've given them surprisingly generous rankings, like, and we've sort of agreed with their comments. Weird. Yeah. <laughs> All right, now let's move on to the teens era where the Skinner theme is going to be a bit more solidified when we go watch Skinner's Sense of Snow. <laughs> oh, well, a little bit of a Christmas theme going on here. We'll be back. We'll be back. Ta-ta. And we are back, and we just watched our Teens Era episode. This was Season 12, Episode 8, Good Time Signature, Skinner's Sense of Snow. God damn you. <laughs> First released in December of 2000, it was directed by Lance Kramer, written by Tim Long. In this episode, Springfield Elementary is the only school that's going to be open for a snow day, and they accidentally get trapped inside the school and and um, mob rule, <laughs> I guess. Guys, what do we think? Tim Long? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what happened, Tim? What happened to you? <laughs> this actually happened to Tim Long, apparently. What, this uh, getting snowed in? Yeah, I meant, yeah. like, why did he go from right, being able to write an episode like this to being awful? The Gaga episode, yeah. Yeah. What happened, Tim? <laughs> Who hurt you? <laughs> well, yeah, apparently when he pulls from his life, he does a lot better, because, yeah, this was a story that happened to him when he was a kid, that his school, yeah, got snowed in, and he said, yeah, it didn't quite descend into... <laughs> into Lord of the Flies. <laughs> they, didn't, <laughs> they didn't tie up their principal in a... Ball sack. Get him out. Get him out. <laughs> <laughs> him out. <laughs> no, but like apparently, yeah, they were just got snowed in by accident, and yeah, they had to, to sort of camp in there for a day. And fathers of the school kids were like, yeah, bring them food, and actually, yeah, the way he says it was like a sweet bonding story for them. But okay, but not this madness. No. <laughs> but speaking of the madness, so Michael, starting with you, for better or worse, what's something that stands out to you about this episode? Uh, Skinner being in a ball sack, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> like being tied up and that he can't break out. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and that bit near the end when he asked the hamster to like chew. Chew through my ball sack. <laughs> chew through my ball sack. <laughs> There's some excellent fucking pun work going on here. Yeah. <laughs> and that other joke really stood out to me. The one where um, Lou was like... Uh, oh, right. shaking, shaking out the... Wiggum's coffee. Yeah, <laughs> get out the last bit of it for me there, Lou. Right. <laughs> Seems like a waste of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Man, they hang on like for a very long time. Oh, it's so mm. good. <laughs> and I was thinking, God, if this was the first time watching it, you'd go, Man, Wiggum is very dehydrated. I know, his piss is brown. <laughs> <laughs> that's a worry. See a doctor. Yeah, yeah. It, Although I guess if your skin is yellow, maybe that's normal. <laughs> <laughs> what are the rules of this world? I don't know. Yeah, true, true. true. How about uh, you, BT? What's something that stands out to you from this episode? Um, I really like the Cirque de Puree. <laughs> so even though it's the fuck you open where it's a hard turn, at least it ties in because they're like, oh, there's a big storm. Maybe school's going to be closed tomorrow. But uh, everything in that is still kind of wacky and fun. Like I do like the cadence of Homer's, you know, who will help me open my jar of rainbows? Just smash it open! <laughs> but I am just a local merchant from <laughs> this town. This town. <laughs> they always choose the guy with the wires. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was all really good. And then, you know, the whimsy of they, they made an elephant. Later on, they make a kite and fly into a tree. Yeah, and, yeah it's all fun. And um, there are a lot of kind of John Swartzweldy and uh, Mr. X in this one because he is creative consultant. So I like the... All these places are closed. Springfield Elementary, my dear Watson What's Detective it? School. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's really great. And yeah, I, I had a lot of fun with the beginning of this one. Also, there's a moment where Homer says, when the circus is abandoning, and Homer says, no, no, I paid full price. You have to nourish the child within me. Nourish. Yeah. So we now have a nourishing children playlist <laughs> from that one, metaphorically, and the previous one, which was about feeding kids healthily. 
oh yeah, <laughs> as well as well as a sort of Xmas theme, sort of. Yeah, and the other tie I noticed is a bit of a CO poisoning playlist. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> poisoning. Yeah, I will say actually that nourish joke didn't land, and the other joke from the opening section didn't land for me was the sea captain being tied to the tree by teenage pirates. It's mm-hmm. I don't know why this was there, like. Just, you know, in sailing times, you'd, you'd batten down and tie yourself to the mast. Ah, yeah. I know what this was. The writers were like, we've got to put Sea Captain in this many appearances mm. each season. And they were like, okay, shit, we've got one episode left. <laughs> we've got to squeeze him in somewhere. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think the writers do think that sometimes that just having the Sea Captain there is inherently funny. I didn't know it was actually based on a thing, so... I mm. guess it kind of improves it, but yeah. Slightly. Yeah. You didn't like it, you didn't like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm going to say the thing that stands out to me is, yeah, Skinner is sort of pulling authority in this episode. Mm. And I found, especially at the time, this episode sort of refreshing because so much of Skinner was either being, you know, the whipping boy for his mother or a love story with Edna. And this episode, you know, sort of took both of them out of the picture and had Skinner rising to the occasion. And I, yeah, found all that very impressive and a nice little throwback. Very refreshing. And we all know, like, Edna's busy at the emergency caucus. Caucus, caucus, caucus. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so I really liked Skinner. And also seeing the flashback to how much of a dork he was in Nam as well. We're just going to stay here and reminisce about candy bars. Okay, so this one time I'm eating a candy bar and this chick starts taking her bathing suit off. Your mind better get back onto that candy bar. <laughs> that elephant ate my entire platoon. Brutal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I thought it was a good turn, especially with Bart usurping him. And mm-hmm. yeah. Um, it's a very silly episode, but... Um, it's a lot of fun, yeah. yeah it was a great, of... great pace, great momentum. Yeah. yeah. For real. Play count. How many times before today do you think you've seen this episode? Uh, probably f- f- ten times? Yeah. Yeah, something like that. Huh? Yeah, a, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've said before that, yeah, season 12 is one of my favourite seasons of the teens era. And, yeah, this one just fits in so nicely for me. Wackiness! Oh my. Uh, they cut off Flanders' roof to use as a snowplow. <laughs> Somehow. <laughs> <laughs> but this is my car. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. The movie Skinner is showing goes from 7.45 in the morning to when school would be out at 3 o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> That's a long goddamn movie. <laughs> Those old movies were like that, though. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, if you ever actually watch Citizen Kane, who has two days? <laughs> <laughs> You're thinking of Gone with the Wind. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that too, I guess. I've never seen either. I know. <laughs> or attempted. I probably should, right? Eh, eh. <laughs> They'll eventually remake it with Will Smith and you won't have to worry. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I love the title as well. The Christmas that almost wasn't, but then was. <laughs> <laughs> Just giving it all away in the title. Yeah. And this bit looked fantastic as well, had they had like the film grain and the yep. scratchiness. Yep. And also the bad sets. Oh, yeah. Everything that you've seen in a bad old movie with no budget comes out beautifully here. Yeah. Like the cardboard cutouts of the reindeers and the yeah. stage hand wandering on. <laughs> <laughs> and the horrible lyrics. <laughs> I love you. You, you are you. <laughs> me and me. He's been singing for two hours. And yeah, I love that. Yeah, when you see the film start to burn in the classic film style, ha, I should have bought a DVD. This is a DVD. Excellent, Mr. Act. Hmm. Yeah, this would have been when DVDs first came out, too, right? 
Yeah, in uh, 2000. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. At least definitely starting to become the commonplace at the time. Mm. Ah, remember when. Mm. When we owned things. <laughs> oh, when they were worth something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so any other wackiness from this episode stands out to y'all? Bart's wrist is a cement mixer. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> but hey, it's a good reference. Yeah. And <laughs> just the background joke when they're in the permanent records and Bart's are like, look, I'm throwing paper. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and yeah, when Milhouse tries to destroy the permanent record and it puts itself together and it just goes back into the drawer. <laughs> yep. Permanent means permanent. Yeah. There is a lot of wackiness in this episode as well. Like the perceptiveness of some of the characters. Chalmers being, do I smell burning literature? Yeah. <laughs> or then when Lisa's like, sounded like a silo tipping over. Yeah. That specific sense power. Sodium chloride. <laughs> just, yeah. just gets a savage beating for that one. Jesus, Martin. Just say salt next just time. Destroyed. <laughs> just tackled. Oh, man. I laughed so hard at that. Yeah. And I don't know if it's wackiness per se, but there's a great little bit. It's like, there better be a good explanation for this. There is. Uh, oh, well, I'm happy. Yeah. <laughs> just knowing that there's a good explanation was enough for yeah, Charles. And it works for the episode because we don't need to sit there and listen to the characters recap this for another character. Yeah. So just a one and done, you get a joke and you move on. Mm. And other wackiness as well. Yeah. The. The CO2 hallucinations and yeah. the ending. Honk! Honk! <laughs> Don't listen to her. We have each other. <laughs> so, Ooh, yeah, that's baby. creepy. So, Homer was... He's, to be fair, he's high as fuck. <laughs> yeah. And because it's CO, it's carbon, monoxide, dioxide, whichever one, he is technically dying as well. Yeah. <laughs> so, if you're high as fucking dying, you may also think a family member is... Uh, no, I can't even finish it. <laughs> <laughs> Much like the stagehand wandering on with the coffees, it's a big Game of Thrones reference right there. <laughs> is he so but high that he even forgets he's married to Marge? Because he wouldn't cheat He, on he thought he was like a sultan with a ranch dressing hose. <laughs> Man, you know. that, there's a really good out-of-context gift to post there of him getting sprayed I with a ranch dressing. <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned for the gifts on the Simpsons Index social media pages. Mm. <laughs> oh, actually, uh, uh, Briggs, you know the rapper Briggs? No. He's a good rapper and he wrote for Disenchantment <laughs> as well. He's a rap person? Okay. Mm. He's in a band called AB Original. Ah, okay, I've heard of them. Yeah. Mostly because they have one song where they just repeat their own name and it's like, well, now I know, that's brand recognition. <laughs> oh, that is what rappers are doing, aren't they? That's what they've always done. Huh. Especially go. Naughty by Nature, they did it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I was just about to say, can you imagine Metallica doing that? And I'm like, <laughs> oh yeah, there is a song where they do say their own name. Really? Really? Yeah, it's one from Kill 'Em All. It's an early one. Like, oh, uh, yeah. Well, at least that was early, and you know, they had to get the name out there by having a song with their name in it. Yeah, it, it's a song literally about playing metal, and like one of the last lines is, yeah, and we're Metallica. By the way, in case you didn't realize, <laughs> we're Metallica. Metallica. <laughs> but yeah, musical moments from this episode. Yeah, you never heard Guns of Roses going, Welcome to the jungle, where yeah. are Guns and Roses? <laughs> <laughs> mm. That name again is Guns and Roses. <laughs> and they had that other song as well. I feel I'm making love oh, to yeah. you. Bad Company, apparently. Did Flanders go, did you really write it, Homer? That was a weird yeah. bit. When he's like, yeah, it's about Lady Di. He's like, what the fuck? What? Yeah, yeah, a lot of the Homer Flanders stuff really doesn't make any sense. And <laughs> in, a, in a different episode, I think would be really stand out as being quite bad because it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And then they crash and then get stuck in the um, fire hydrant. But the way they get out of that is yeah. they just get out of it. Like Nibbles does somehow, a hamster will manage to crack through the windshield. And that's how they get air, fair enough. But then the car starts working at the exact same time. Like, 
these things weren't related. Yeah. Yeah, that didn't make sense to me either. And I think it's just one of these things where you're having so much fun yeah. that you forgive Halo it. Like, mm. Yeah, that the Skinner school story is working for the uh, most part as well, that that paced really well, that, yeah, you sort of forgive the, you know, slightly convenient stuff of the Homer Flanders stuff saving yeah. the day. Also, how long were they driving for? Because the kids, like, uh, in the school, and I think they start driving around about that time, then they go to bed, then they wake up. Oh, it's yeah. Been, it's been hours. It's been maybe, like, somewhere between six to ten hours. Yeah, so if it wasn't, like, carbon monoxide poisoning, which, yeah, definitely enough time for that to fucking mm-hmm. kill them, then, yeah, the hypothermia would have gotten them as well. <laughs> a lot of problems here. Yeah. But again, you're having a good enough time. I only really noticed it on this watch through, so. Yeah. And there's definitely more wackiness to go through, but how about the heart of this episode? Do you guys feel the bumps? Oh, there's that nice little understanding between Skinner and Bart at the end. It's like, you did some shit, I did some shit, let's just call it quits. Mm. Yeah, not like a lot of heart, but mm. it's still more than the last episode, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I think the best moment of heart was honk! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm, was... I'm just going to start throwing that yeah, out on the board some... now. <laughs> <laughs> some definite heart going on between Homer and his little <laughs> oh. hallucination. Oh, yeah. His ranch dressing hose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like... When Flanders like, Homer, yeah. wake up. The car's filling with, I know, ranch dressing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so not much to say on the heart, but ultimately, though, guys, did this feel like an episode of The Simpsons? Yeah. I will say yes. Definitely. Yeah. Very teens era. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very silly. Very <laughs> silly, but still a lot of fun. So Yeah. Oh, so many good jokes. And like it played to the character's strengths, I thought. Like like I said earlier, we see a Skinner that is a bit of a throwback to an older yeah, Skinner. That authoritarian we don't really see anymore. Yeah. And the classic going against Bart. Mm. Mm, that great dynamic. We do have a bit of a Jordan's handle corner. Jordan's corner. Uh, it's so weird when you just say Jordan's corner. It's, mm. it's confusing. <laughs> Would you uh, prefer he say Jordan's anal? I mean, <laughs> it's the correct term for the thing. Yeah. It's, it's like calling New York City New City. It's just like, what? why would you know? I'll put a post-production anal in there. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Hark. Um, so, Skidder gets uh, nibbles out and then writes a note that just says, send help, but he has no detail. So, someone finds out, like, okay, <laughs> where? I don't know where this hamster came from. Yeah. It's like sending a message in a bottle and just, I'm stranded. <laughs> I would l- like some assistance, please. Yeah. <laughs> Dumb Skinner. Yep. Doesn't even know. I mean, yeah, he's probably tired and dehydrated and starving and had a pee bucket in his head, but still. <laughs> Honk. <laughs> yeah. Any Anything else to say about the integrity of this episode? Characters behaving like themselves and... Yeah. Like I said, it all makes sense. Uh, I do like what would Superintendent Chalmers do? Just <laughs> Skinner. Well, that's no help. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, let's get those wristbands, WWSICD. Yep, yep. And uh, we'll sell, we'll make a mint on those. I do like the throwback to the Mr. Plow thing. What happened to your old plow? What? <laughs> your old plow business. You're wearing the jacket. <laughs> I think I know my own life, Ned. <laughs> cool, Mr. Plow. That's my name. Yeah, I think the integrity thing's pretty cut and dry. I mean, it's not your classic sort of Simpsons, but it's goddamn fun. Mm-hmm. But, and yes or no, would you watch it again? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yes, I would. Just for the ending alone, I would watch it again. <laughs> That's so fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> I, always found it, I always found it weird that, yeah, Lisa was in the car and then she sort of appeared outside the car, but, I mean... Yeah, that is weird to say. Merry Christmas from the Simpsons. Honk! Like, fourth wall were at break out of nowhere. And, yeah. And a honk. I find it weirder that it's only Bart's grade that's in the school. 
Yeah. It's somewhat alluded to that they've just kind of collated all the students who came to the one class because there's like some other kids that clearly aren't supposed to, like Lisa's there and she's not supposed yeah, to. Yeah, that's true. Class. She's from another grade. Yeah. But no, you're right. Like where it's mostly comprised of Bart's class because they're the more recognizable one. Sherry, Terry, yeah. Ri- Richard, Lewis, mm. and Yeah, but Ralph Nelson. is in Lisa's class as oh, well. Yeah. So. But it's like the students of Bob's Burgers effect where like, do you watch Bob's Burgers, Michael? I've watched like a handful of episodes. I don't really like it, to be honest. Oh, really? Oh, I love it. But yeah, one of my like little gripes yeah with it is that yeah conveniently tina gene and louise are always paired in school things but they're all in three them, different grades and like two years apart as well mm-hmm. like and it doesn't make sense and usually when they're on school excursions and whatever it's just yeah it's a tedious little gripe and then like a yeah <laughs> but whatever uh so yeah we're gonna watch it again we're gonna put it in a playlist what playlist does this go in uh being snowed in put this with mountains of madness oh yeah Bart versus Skinner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Classic uh, Bart and Skinner rivalries. <laughs> Have you got a playlist of like Homer and Ned like team up or something yeah. like that? Sure. Yeah, uh, there's a fun little uh, Homer and Ned playlist to be made out of that. Vietnam flashbacks. Yes. Oh, Let's put yes. together Skinner's whole story. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wonder if that's something you can do like the when they put together all the McBain segments. I feel it. like someone's probably done it. Yeah. Basically make a version of <laughs> Platoon but with Skinner's. <laughs> Tragic, sad, powerful. Then when you play the Tanzarian sections, it'll just be so, yeah, like, <laughs> what the fuck? Episode where Homer has flags about the thing oh, that he's I was, watching. I was oh, just <laughs> about to say that, yeah. Yeah, the penance playlist, TV yep. sports, and how he has a little bucket of them on hand next yeah. to the couch. Full season. And, you know, yeah, it makes sense. He's got a whole bucket of them. I like it. Yeah. I made one once for a wedding that just said, go bride. That's <laughs> <laughs> <It's> fine. <laughs> Oh, good fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's enough playlist. BT, is there anything you'd like to change about this episode? Ooh, um, well, that's the thing, because the parts I don't, well, technically don't like are the Flanders Homer stuff, which mm. doesn't actually work, but then I didn't notice it didn't work until this viewing. Yeah. So it does work in that sense. So I don't know if I necessarily want to change anything. Maybe just delay when they leave and then cut that scene where he's talking about he wrote that song, because that makes no sense. What What is even going on there? I get the point is, you know... When they're playing bad companies, like, you actually wrote yeah. this? He was like, uh, why is that there? I get that he's meant to be distracted and that's why he drives into the fire hydrant, but it's also snowy as fuck. He could just be, you know, all you need is a Flanders going, Homer, oh, well, you need to slow down. He's like, nah, I'm good, smash. Yeah. Uh, you know, just clean that up a little bit. Outside of that, I don't think anything else really needs changing. Nope, all good, I think. Other than, you know, Bart yelling Diddy Mao is a reference to the deer hunter, so maybe put in some more references to the deer hunter. Mm. Yeah, that, that's a, like, <laughs> when you know the reference. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so maybe he's playing, like, Russian roulette. was like, one of these sauce bottles was expired in, you know, 1993. The others are okay. I don't know. It's a bad reference. I'm not getting paid for this. Oh, oh uh, uh, got two straws. One of them has a spitball in it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> How about you, Michael? Anything you'd like to change? Uh, I would just make it, like, make more sense how they got out of the car being frozen. Yep. Just Mm. figure out a different way for them to get out of there. Yeah, just have it be a bit more that Nibbles did save them rather than just coincidentally showed up at the same time. Yeah, that's about it, because I I really like this episode. Mm. Yeah, it's one of those situations where I don't feel qualified to change anything, which, Mm. like, there are some jokes that didn't entirely land for me. and Yeah, but they just kind of pass so quickly that it doesn't really matter. Yeah. 
Uh, no guest stars for this music. Yeah, musical moments. Yeah, bad company and Guns N' Roses. Good. Mm-hmm. Hear some rock and wow, roll. that's some good company. <laughs> <laughs> Did you write the last episode? <laughs> <laughs> I'll never tell. <laughs> I am Tim Long. <laughs> BT, any other notes? All right. I do like at the beginning with the sports center kind of show where they're all making fun of each other's clothes and the guy walks yeah. in. From now on, you guys can dress yourselves. <laughs> yeah, we take it too far sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> and then he calls up like, Lenny, you seeing this? I know. They really hurt that guy's feelings. Wow. <laughs> no, uh, it is a funny bit because, yeah, it's, they're not wearing their clothes from home ever. <laughs> like, Yeah, naturally. Um, I do really like the line of stand down, children. They're all like, yeah, I said stand down, then like Ralph's on one foot. Yeah. <laughs> Some just fall in confusion. Yeah, and I think of that every time I hear the word stand down, I'm like, eh? Yeah. That uh, always reminds me of that other joke they did in that other episode where they're like, no talking, no listening, you hear me, <laughs> no, like, you just don't learn. <laughs> That's, yeah. <laughs> Uh, and uh, one last one if we can get some James Earl Ralph that'll be great when uh, Ralph is like I need my snuggle bunny so I'm going to plush toy well I'll take this scouring pad <laughs> I can't sleep without my Reggie rabbit <laughs> yep and we need a it's cold and hurty oh, I need a drink of water first <laughs> low 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 it's cold and hurty <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to hearing that in the Lion King remake <laughs> as unnecessary as the uh, Latin remit. Oh my god, okay. Uh, <laughs> on Facebook last night, I saw, you know how people check in when they're seeing the movies or mm, whatever. Mm-hmm. Guy I uh, know from uni checked in to see Aladdin and his status was, I may be biased, but there will only be one Robbie Williams. Mm. <laughs> so first of all, it's not really a bias, is it? <laughs> like if you're getting it wrong. <laughs> so just to be a smart ass, I posted. I mean, because Robin Williams, not Robbie Williams, Different posted thing. a picture of Robbie Williams singing at a concert. Like R.I.P. <laughs> yeah. He should have said there'll be only one like Aladdin genie. Yeah, and then you know. But it's 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 not a bias, you know. <laughs> <laughs> But also, there's like there's probably like tons of Robin Williamses out. Anyway, but that bothered me way more than it should have. Uh, was that all your notes? That is all my notes. Michael, any other notes? That's the last time you'll slap your willy around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I said, pun work in this episode is fucking amazing. Oh, the snow angel. <laughs> yeah, there was some happen? wackiness. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was great. Yeah. Uh, it was also a weird line at the circus when one of the guys was like, for one day, we shall die. And then just disappears into his own cape. <laughs> <laughs> yep, you never done that before? No, I mean, does that happen? Not at, for a while. C- c- Cirque du Soleil shows as well. you wear capes. Why else would you do it? <laughs> I, th- I mean, I know you can use it to disappear into the night. Mm-hmm. As in, I am the night. <laughs> mm. The dark night. Yes. You become the night. Mm. Yes. You know, that's what I thought of Batman originally meant. Like, I am the knight, not K-N-I-N. Yeah, he probably like, meant both. He's like, you know, it's, it's some pretty good wordplay there. Because I'm like the knight and the knight. It, it's good. You'll get it later. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Batman hasn't been all about those puns uh, ever since, you know, he punched people and giant crazy yeah. flashes. How? With, with Zort, a beard. Hurt. Injury. Morpha. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's something you've got to like recut into Batman versus Superman when they say Martha. Yeah, flash up with the, the flash. Zoic. <laughs> Deus Ex. Martha. <laughs> oh, shit. 
Deus Ex Martha. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, time for my final notes. I like how Sideshow Mel can tell a storm's coming because he can feel it in his bone. It's like a little reference to how old people have that magical superpower. Yeah, also he can see it because it's clearly visual at this point. <laughs> oh, yeah. He didn't notice it first. It happened and then he said it. <laughs> Way to try to milk it, Mel. <laughs> Sideshow milk. Um, <laughs> a typical Simpsons, you know, writing off the obvious solution with a bit of silliness. Mr. Burns bought all the snowplows. <laughs> <laughs> so he could play plow soccer in his mansion. Sounds amazing. Great form. <laughs> now, this is a joke that I liked at the time, but it really didn't land for me here is, oh my God, how are the kids going to get home? Uh, internet? Yeah, I, I don't know. It just, I found it a bit lame this time. Call it time and place, man. Like, this is an era when the internet was starting to do everything. And DVDs were the <laughs> hot yeah. new format. Yeah. Mm. So the idea, uh, it's not amazing, but screw it. Mm. I don't care if they're kissing Christy Yamaguchi. <laughs> Do you guys know who Christy Yamaguchi is? No, who is that? She was an Olympic-level figure skater. That's what ah. I thought, and she does, like, backflips, and backflips are illegal for some reason. Really? Yeah. In figure, figure skating? Yeah. Why? <laughs> I don't know, man. It's too cool. They're yeah. all like, you can't be that radical, and she's like, watch me. Yeah. Like, the amount of, like, weird fucking twisty side flips that they do... But backflips not allowed. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that just that just lands weird for me. It's like how the WWE don't allow chair shots to the head anymore, and it's like they were never hitting their heads. They'd always, you know, push their hands up and make yeah. it. Uh, yeah. There was always the tough guys that would just be like, "No, nah, I'm going to take it on the head and not protect myself." Yeah. But no, I've been watching a bit of WWE lately, and like now they don't even have like the old steel barriers between the crowd. It's just like this big giant padding thing. Oh yeah. Yeah. Why are you watching it? Are you purposely torturing yourself for a reason? <laughs> uh, I, I like the silliness of it, of, of it all. It's like a soap opera, you know? Well, oh, you I mean, like, I used to love WWE, but yeah. like, I just can't watch it now. It's just so shit. Yeah. Now. No, there's a lot about it that doesn't work, but like, the pay-per-views are like good fun. Yeah. Well, if you want to feel sad, last week tonight, do a very good episode on it. So. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> yeah. Feel sad. But that's the other thing. I'm not paying for it. Like, what did last week tonight say? So? Uh, they're just talking about how, because the WWE in particular, Vince McMahon, employ their wrestlers as contractors effectively. Yeah. Therefore, they're not employees. Therefore, they don't have to give them like... Health benefits. Health and benefits shit, and right? paid vacations. Yeah. And the WWE season is like year round. And if the physical toll on people is so immense that, you know, a lot of them die really, really young. Is that yeah. like a graph of the death rate of, like, the average person and the death rate of, like, other jobs. And then, like, the death rate of former wrestlers is, like, way higher. It's really scary. Yeah, because, like, they end up taking painkillers because yeah. if they get yeah. injured and they have to be off the road, then... Then they just lose all their money. And Yeah, yeah and the writers stop. are like, well, we're not going to write any stories about that person. And then they lose all the momentum. Yeah, and then, you know, so they just have to keep going and going. And then, yeah, putting in massive physical risk and... Yeah, none of the fights are real, technically, but they're still physically doing all these stunts, and it's hard. And yeah, it's a really interesting look at it, and very depressing. Oh, man, yeah. like, Ronda Rousey, who's a UFC fighter, mm. she can't handle the schedule, so yeah. she's not doing it anymore. Yeah, 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 she had a main event at WrestleMania and dropped out. Like, oh, really? I mean, like, yeah. that says a lot when a UFC fighter's yeah, like, Yeah, someone no, who is used to is... training and fighting constantly yeah. is like, I can't handle the schedule. That's insane. Yeah. So I shouldn't really <laughs> support this thing, but I don't. I don't pay money for the WWE that I watch. <laughs> You're still supporting it, technically. Support AEW. 
Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, Double or Nothing. I, I got that on my download queue now. <laughs> Very keen to check that out. So yeah, Christy Yamaguchi. <laughs> <laughs> I love the joke where Milhouse is graffitiing all the presidents, drawing mustaches yeah. on, and then he comes to Taft and he's like, "It's a classic." Uh, 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 uh. What do I do? Oh no, we're caked in ice. I knew I was going to die caked in something. Mm-hmm. I love the kids thinking that Skinner's a millionaire because he earns twenty five <laughs> grand a year. Yeah. Ah, uh, painful. <laughs> and he paints houses. He's a billionaire. <laughs> Which hold on, even if. Oh, okay, yeah, times 40 does equal a million, one million. Okay, fair enough. I was about to question Bart's math there, but for once he was right. (laughs) Wow. Homer doing the cruise control thing, I thought that was, like, too stupid. And also they've done it before. Mm, Cruise control, my good man. And finally, I like Flanders' line, um, does your car have airbags? No, the church opposes them for some reason. (laughs) It's simple, yeah. Excellent. It's time to rank this thing. Michael, go first. I'll give it a silver. Yeah? Solid silver. Yeah. The episode moves so fast that, mm. like, those nitpicky things that we talked about aren't really that big of a deal. Yeah. And I have so much fun with it, and it ends on such a laugh that, yeah, I like it. Cool. PT? Yeah, I'm all the silver all the way. It's, uh, you know, not an amazing episode, but I had some laughs, I had some good momentum, had a good time, good fun. Yep, unanimous, here it goes. Like, I... I- Sort of going through my notes sort of helps solidify that for me. Like, there are some dull moments in it, and I could see why someone would get a bit annoyed at this episode, maybe. Mm. Like, maybe if you were in a bad mood, it wouldn't land as well. But, I mean, yeah, we had a really good time with it this morning. Lots of laugh-out-loud moments, but, I mean, far from a classic. But, Mm. you know, a fucking excellent teens episode. Yeah. All right, well, averaging out. This will be a silver. God damn it. Why do I keep doing this? It's still <laughs> technically an average, even if it's all the same number. Yeah. But we'll be joining other such episodes like Pygmalion when Mo gets plastic surgery. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's that a, was a good episode. That's a silver. Yep. From the HD era, Lisa Simpson, This Isn't Your Life. That's a silver. Yeah, it's one of our top ranked HD era episodes, which is saying something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also be joining the classic era episode, Margin Chains. Ooh, you better believe that's a silver. Yeah, the one where Marge goes to prison. Oh, yep. is that because of that Vicky girl? Nah, not Becky. No. Uh, oh, sorry, Becky. That's, that's a mad, 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 mad Marge. Oh, oh. Fuck. Yeah, that, that was a dull participant. No, it's where she accidentally steals the bourbon from the Quickie Mart uh, when all the family are sick. Oh, yep, yep, yep. I'll miss Sheriff Lobo. Morphine. An episode comprised of great bits, but it's just a yeah. scatter shot of a story. Uh, and also, Millhouse doesn't live here anymore, where Millhouse moves to Capital City and then comes back quickly. <laughs> that's accurate and also C.E. Doll where Homer takes over for the top position of the nuclear power plant from Canary M. Burns mm-hmm. yeah a surprisingly good Teens Era episode one alright guys well that does it for the Teens and the HD now it is time that we move on to our classic era oh boy oh boy oh boy and what a classic that we have lined up I already told you what it is Michael but from a sort of vaguely Skinnerish playlist BT, what do you think this one might be? Man, what haven't we done? We've done, you know, Principal Seymour Skinner's badass song. Mm? And we've done Principal and the Pauper. No, we, no, haven't. we haven't. Okay, no, I was thinking of the other one, <laughs> Principal Charming. Mm? What else is left? Actually, this is a unique one where we get a bit of a Skinner and a Butt and also a Skinner and a Homer in this one episode. Fascinating. What is it? Are you so out of touch? <laughs> <laughs> And it clicks. We'll be watching The Boy Who Knew Too Much. We'll be back. That took too long. Please cut that down. (laughs) (laughs) I always do. (laughs) 
And we are back and we just watched our classic and final episode of the evening and what a classic it was, it's still daytime. We just watched season 5, episode 20, The Boy Who Knew Too Much. First released in May of 1994, it was directed by Jeffrey Lynch, written by... John, John Swartzwelder! Swartzwelder. <laughs> oh, the guy that can write stories. Yeah. <laughs> Properly. <laughs> oh, and what a story he wrote in this episode. Oh, come on, you know this one. This where Bart plays hooky from school and he sees the Freddie Quimby boy not beat up a waiter and then holds that guilt and trials and oh my god, fuck this episode's amazing. What do you guys think? This episode's fucking amazing. It's amazing. It's oh a, my It's goodness. a platinum it's like... rocket ship of happiness. <laughs> <laughs> it's just non-stop. Like, Bart made that joke about uh, his hand becoming a cement mixer <laughs> after writing lines. Fucking hell, note-taking this episode was... <laughs> it was almost rewriting the script. Yeah. <laughs> it was so many just moment after moment after moment. Let's get into those moments. Michael, what stands out to you from this episode? Oh, fuck. <laughs> what doesn't? I mean... <laughs> Uh, the Arnold Schwarzenegger joke about <laughs> last action heroes. Like, Magic ticket my ass, McBain. <laughs> there were problems with the script from day one. <laughs> my mighty heart is breaking. <laughs> Marie- <laughs> what is his name? I'll yeah. be in the Humvee. Yeah, yeah so that's obviously got to be Maria Shriver, mm-hmm. yep. Arnold Schwarzenegger's uh, wife. Back when they were a thing. <laughs> I don't know why everyone shits on that movie. I actually like that movie. Like, because I, I haven't seen it. So what is the whole magic ticket thing? Uh, a young boy who's troubled at school finds a magic ticket that puts him into the movie starring uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's then in the Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. As long as you can get past that goofy premise, there's a lot of good fun to be had in it. At least from what I remember, having seen it maybe 15 years ago. Yeah. It just makes fun of, like, action movies. Yeah. Oh, okay. So when when the kid goes into the movie... It's like, this isn't Arnold Schwarzenegger, this is the actual character. Yeah, yeah right. So, like, they go to the video store, yeah. and it's like, there's a Terminator 2 poster, but instead of it being Arnold Schwarzenegger because of the universe, it's uh, like, it's, it's, st- it's Sylvester Stallone. Stallone. <laughs> oh, right. Like, they do heaps of cool little mm. witty changes that I actually like. And features a younger Charles Dance as the uh, main antagonist. Who would then become... Famous actor who's in uh, Game of Thrones. But he's oh. just very, very stern and British. Oh, all so right. So it's a lot of fun to watch him in like a cheesy action flick. Are you asking what else stood out to me? Skinner like walking across like yeah. Jason Voorhees Into style. The lake. Yeah. Yeah, the whole music in that entire section. And, <laughs> and just all the Ferris Bueller references. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's like, your ass is mine. And it's <laughs> like, where would a school kid be? Of course. Yeah. <laughs> the public library or the museum, whatever it was. Yeah. The 4H club. And yeah, uh, of course, breeding the very famous Am I So Out of Touch meme. <laughs> Which is just beautiful. <laughs> just He's like some non-giving up. School guy. Yeah. <laughs> One of my favorites. And just the music sting at that point as well is amazing. When they're both climbing the mountain, it's got the dun 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 dun. Yeah, and the drum bit is like. Yeah, it's beautiful. So good. So apparently, this whole chase sequence is actually a reference to the movie Westworld, not to be confused with the TV series Westworld. All right, I have not seen the movie Westworld. Yeah, me neither. And yeah, apparently they reached out to get the music from that, and yeah, that is directly from. Oh, yeah. Well, that's amazing. It works so well. It's so dramatic, intense, and ah. But yeah, dramatic in that like seventies, early eighties, like sort of super synthy. Yeah, you know, yeah. Yeah, throwing back to yeah, even a Jason Voorhees movie as well. Like, oh, especially <laughs> how the settings like change. Like, first Bart's running downhill, then he's running across like this weird bridge. Like, yeah. none of it makes sense geographically. But it looks good, but it looks hilarious. But it's just so funny. Yeah, it's so over the top. 
And apparently the him running down the hill is reused footage from Camp Crosty episode. I thought so. Yeah, because it just slightly changes colour palette and he looks a little bit ragged like he did in Camp Crosty. Is that when the boulders are coming down? Yeah, yeah. yeah. How about you, BT? What stands out to you from this episode? Man, what doesn't stand out? I know. I'm just going to throw a dart at my notes when it comes time. Yeah, pretty much. But (laughs) again, this is another classic episode and what they do is front load the whole episode with just so many jokes that you're just having an amazing time before you even get to the first act break. I just love Bart's day off in general. It's like, were there any serious bids for this painting? No. <laughs> just, that's just what Springfield is like. Especially like, yeah, the, the little boy with the ratty nose. And then, yeah, the actual grown-up laughing in the same way that Bart did. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, I love Skinner and Willie's interrogation of Lisa. <laughs> it's like, oh, you guys got confused a few minutes back. Now you're the good cop and you're the bad cop. <laughs> no, we did not. <laughs> oh, I can't control him when he gets like this. <laughs> he switched again. But just I, her laugh there. It's so cute. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's so endearing. Like, she obviously doesn't know anyway. Yeah. Uh, and just from a structural standpoint, I really like that. So Bart gets into class and it's immediately. So you've got the prison bus with the shining and Otto. That's a great moment. Mm. The posturific chairs from posturologists yep. that'll cure their backs by 2030. <laughs> the year 3000. <laughs> oh, sorry, it is year 3000. Yeah. God damn. And then the clock tamper kits, all these kind of piles upon piles of just terrible things. And yeah. you get that great moment of. Freddie Quimby's nephew driving up to the, you know, stopping. and go, think I got all of this from dropping out of the fourth grade. <laughs> and it's like, you don't know this guy's going to be a part of it yet. It's just some random guy who's living the high life and that's what tips Bart over the edge. And the fact that, that then ties in later is really, it's very effective and it works. Yeah. Oh, the amount of foreshadowing and callbacks in this, like, even when Bart has his fantasy of Huck Finn and inexplicably Abe Lincoln's there. <laughs> uh, and I love that he spells his name wrong, forgets the silent L. Yep. Like, Because I, I have a brother named Lincoln, and yeah, that just constantly happens to him throughout his life. Yeah, <laughs> More that happens to him than people fucking add the extra T to my name, which, why are you doing that? Why is your name Elliot to Fucking one T Elliot's all the way. <laughs> uh, uh, but uh, my last point, and I want to quickly make this, is the great moment of Skinner's... And now we enter Endgame, which... I'm assuming there's going to be a Spider-Verse-style crossover with Endgame, yeah. with Skinner in it. Yeah. Marvel yeah. planned it all along. All along, the time with the Simpsons. Exactly. Or from 1991. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah, before I got lost on my fucking my name tangent there, so yeah, Bart's fantasy with Huck Finn, and then he when he does play hooky, and then he sees the fake silhouettes, <laughs> could it be? And then, hey kid, want to see a dead body? Ah, <laughs> uh, great. And I love how when he's running away, he actually did catch a fish yeah. on his little toe line. He's <laughs> dragging it with him. Yeah. Oh, amazing. Fucking, oh, my goodness. So, yeah, um, literally, I'm just going to point at something random. That's going to be what stood out to me. Uh, Homer's glasses. <laughs> <laughs> Such an iconic moment. So damn funny. Yeah, yeah. And that he brings it back to Marge at the end when she's like, hey, we had our own adventure while you were gone. I want to hear all about it. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, bringing into that as well, I like how Homer sort of on the surface played it as a 12 angry men thing where yeah. he was the one objector the one standing out but it was because of the uh you know free tv free movies free no, fuck, fuck. free, free hotel <laughs> <laughs> and just the lead into that as well is amazing with the um what does sequestered mean what does deadlock mean what does if mean <laughs> 
I like how Skinner had a nice little uh, definition yeah. of if then. Yeah, that's good. I don't I, remember I, what it was, but... Uh, in event that or on condition that. Ah, there we go. Yeah. So, yeah, it's like a nice little play on the 12 Angry Men thing where, yeah, it's the one person standing out. Maybe we should consider all the evidence and maybe this boy is innocent and it's just, no, he's doing it for selfish reasons. Oh, yeah. And that's why we had Chinese food for lunch. <laughs> it just happens to be right, yeah. <laughs> play count. How many times before today have we seen this episode? Ah, uh, all the times? <laughs> uh, probably like 15, 20 times. Yeah, look, I, I couldn't put a number maybe in the hundreds, like, <laughs> like season five, six, seven, this is like my prime yeah. taping it off TV and watching it a million times over. This is, yeah, up there with my favourites. <laughs> like, ah, oh, fucking had such a good time watching this. Wackiness, what are some wacky things that stood out to us? Uh, everything Skinner during that chase sequence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. His brand of gum, double mint. Trying to double your fun, hey Bart. Well, I'll double your detention. Wish someone had heard that. <laughs> yeah, wish someone had heard that playlist. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, Homer. The cleverest thing you'll say, ever say, and no one was around to hear it. <laughs> Reading uh, Homer and Skinner's thoughts, and it's like, <laughs> I know you can read my thoughts, Bart. Yep. Ah, classic. Who hasn't done that? And it's one of these things where it's a very American advertising reference, but yeah, we don't have meow mix in Australia. But we still know how that bit goes. Yep. Yeah, they do a good one in Malcolm in the Middle as well. Like, Malcolm, he's jealous that Dewey has abilities in music and Malcolm the genius does not. And so when he writes a song and he's like, he writes a really heartfelt ballad. And then Dewey points out that he stole the melody from the Meow Mix. <laughs> That's such a good bit. Oh. Ah, beautiful. Wackiness. Let's see. Uh, Freddie Quimby's just instant murderiness. Mm. <laughs> so it's just, I'll kill you. I'll kill all of you. Especially yeah, those of you in the jury. <laughs> yeah, it's sort of a weird turn in this episode where he's meant to be innocent, I thought. Yeah, but it's just he's a despicable person. There's a great line earlier on when, uh, you know, May Quimby's all like, uh, happy birthday, and may all your disgraces be private. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then when Bart does jump in the car, it's like, Freddy, I think I heard something in the back. I'm not paying you to talk. <laughs> <laughs> Those Quimby children are so wild and rich. <laughs> but that joke, like... It seems like nothing, but it sets up perfectly that he's such an asshole. Yeah. Yeah, it's well done. Yeah, it's establishing him as a jerk through nothing but dialogue and quips. Yeah. And, yeah, all the shit that just flew over my head as a kid. Like, yeah. I always wanted to watch the Free Willy director's cut <laughs> to see that scene. <laughs> Presumably that's the only difference. <laughs> he crushed our boy. Uh, what a mess. What just a that. Mess. <laughs> yeah, he's just so disgusted. Like, he doesn't give a shit that his son's dead. It's just... Like, Hate to be the one who has to mop that up. <laughs> <Anyway>. <laughs> but yeah, because I feel like Free Willy, that shot of the whale jumping over his head as fucking Michael Jackson played, like that was such an iconically ripped off moment yeah. in the 90s as well. But mm -hmm. yeah, to play and have fun with it, the boy gets crushed. Oh, excellent. Fun, fun, fun. Oh, good. My laundry is done. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I love when, uh, when Moe's talking about that and he's just like... Uh, me and you know Freddie were picking up cans for the for the people of um, uh, one of them loser countries. Yeah, one of them loser countries. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah, my laundry is done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's all setting up this stuff that like Bart's like said he's innocent, so like you believe him. But yeah, you as the audience are wondering. Oh, yeah, we don't. Should know. this guy get off? Like, we don't know how yet, and that's really good as well. Yeah, because um, this guy is so skeevy and using skeevy means to yeah buy his innocence. Yeah, 
And another, I don't know if it's wackiness per se, but uh, we have an off-brand blue-haired lawyer who looks a bit more oh, like yeah. uh, Greg Proops. <laughs> <laughs> Proops-haired lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> so that's interesting. You know. Yeah. Oh, and the other lawyer, guest star of the episode, Phil Hartman. Yep. Doesn't get to do much in this one, unfortunately, but uh No, but has the uh, iconic line, and not only is he guilty, but he's innocent of not being guilty. <laughs> 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 and which leads into Hibbert explaining the evil gene, which both Hitler and Walt Disney had. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wonder if the Simpsons will be scrubbing that line out of future broadcasts. <laughs> Can't change history. <laughs> no. Well, they're scrubbing out Stark Raving Dad, which they probably should. Should. Um, Which one's that? Uh, the Michael Jackson one. Ooh, Michael Jackson's scrubbing it voices. They're, ju- they're removing it from syndication. They have removed it from syndication. Really? Yeah. Which, I mean, you can still buy it on iTunes and you can't, you know, take away it from the DVDs that are already out there. That seems kind of weird to me, though, because that stuff about Michael came out years ago with yeah. the whole trial stuff. And it's like, what, now they decide they're going to. Remove it because of the um that documentary Leaving Neverland, which yeah. me and everybody else keeps calling it Finding Le- Neverland, which is a very different thing. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> yeah, uh, I was a bit mixed on it as well, but after watching the documentary, I'm like, huh, that was probably the right move. <laughs> That's the thing. If you really need to find it, you can. It doesn't hurt anybody by removing it. It is a bit weird to think someone that wasn't even credited for their voice. Yeah, is the problem, but everyone kind of knows it's them. But yeah, yeah. Anyway, we'll get we'll get into that when we eventually. Uh, yeah. In Let's- other news, can <laughs> I ask: Is McGonagall based on Dirty Harry? I was actually wondering this because this is the first time I clicked to it, like that it might be a Clint Eastwood. Thing. It was very Clint Eastwoody. I don't know, but uh, mm. <laughs> I just love the whole bit. <laughs> Magano gets set up for a crime that he didn't commit, and there's only one witness, a little sissy boy who's too scared to come forward. Just the obvious, this is just like you, person watching it. But I like the the bit at the end where, for some reason, the trailer shows the end of the episode. It's like, well, thanks to you, McGonagall, Billy is dead. They slit his throat from ear to ear. Hey, I'm trying to eat lunch here. (laughs) Just the idea that they've set up the, yeah, Bart, you're being a wuss, but then also, and this kid died. Wait. Is this a lesson for you? Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, also that it, it doesn't impact McGarnacle either way that he can carry on eating his lunch. <laughs> it's actually a direct parallel to what's happening. Freddie would be none yeah. the wiser. Like, Yep, and I personally uh, hate my having my lunch interrupted. <laughs> you gotta do it for me, Billy. McGarnacle. <laughs> okay. For you, you. McGonagall. I do like how much they say his name. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're right. Based on Eastwood's character of Harry Callahan from the Dirty Harry films. There we go. Yeah. Another bit of wackiness I want to point out, and it's just implied wackiness. Uh, I'm sure we'll get out of here before dinner time. Good. I heard tonight the dog from Frasier is going to ride the dolphin from Sequest. <laughs> what an episode that would have been. Uh, again, these are very, very 90s references, <laughs> and I hope they still play, because that is just a delight to think about. Yep. <laughs> what was Sequest? I never heard Sequest of Sequest DSV was like Star Trek, but under the ocean. Ah, okay. You know, they explored the ocean and stuff. Like, me personally, I remember sort of watching it in like 6.30 Saturday evening, sort of Channel 10 blocks of these one-hour sort of procedural shows, you know. It'd be paired up with like Hercules and yep. sort of shit like that. Like, it's shit television. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, and sort of Stargate-y, yeah, yeah, I think, yeah. There's only so many adventures you can have under the sea, though, so... Yeah. Look, there's more wackiness to probably talk about. Anything else? Well, even though reopening the trial at this point is illegal <laughs> and grossly unconstitutional, I just can't say no to kids. <laughs> oh, man, when fucking 
Bart was actually that's not really wacky. That was just sexism. <laughs> yeah, chicks on the bench. I love that. Oh, keep up the good work, to it. Oh. <laughs> then Lisa's oh. like, ch- chicks on the bench. <laughs> oh man, Lisa's nope. got some good laughing in this episode. Yeah. nervous laughter and the good cop bad cop one. <laughs> oh. uh, but yeah, anyway, lots more wackiness probably to talk about. But how about the heart of this episode? Did you guys feel the bumps? Come on, the morals, the McGonagall of it all. Mm. <laughs> yeah, the McGonagall factor. <laughs> yeah. Just Homer's love of not doing things and getting a free hotel. <laughs> That's love, man. That's deep. Yeah. We're kind of like the original art couple. <laughs> I'm the... Shut up! Oh, <laughs> uh, and yeah, his room service order of two pot roasts and three pillows with mints on them. Oh, <laughs> uh, so perfectly Homer. Like, I almost wished that they'd expanded that story just a little bit more, but I mean, where did you have time for it? Yeah, and it's just, I think what's there is so good that, yeah, anymore you'd risk ruining it. Yeah. But yeah, the heart of it all. And I think it was yeah a really clever thing to have Bart not say straight up how, until, until how he someone, was innocent. Yeah, until someone said to him, how did you see all this, Bart? Shouldn't you have been in school? He's like, I sort of skipped school. Yeah, we've got this tension of like the audience. I mean, we know how it ends because we've seen it a million times. Mm-hmm. But it is just a really clever thing that they buried the evidence on that one. Yeah, and there's a great little bit at the end where, you know, Skinner's like, I'm proud of you, Bart. You saved the Quimby boy, even though I was putting your own neck in a noose. On the other hand, you skip school. Yeah. So they sort of cancel each other out. It's like, hmm, three months detention. <laughs> no, wait. And yeah, you think it's going to be hot. Make it four months. <laughs> it's like reverse hot. It's great. Mm. Yeah, it was a really fun Bart versus Skinner episode in that way. Mm-hmm. And like Skinner thinking that he's won. Yeah, and Apu just shutting him down like he confessed. <laughs> like, Quiet, I need this. <laughs> yeah. I uh, knew it. Yeah. Ultimately, did this feel like an episode of The Simpsons? Ah, uh, 110, man. Yeah, you don't get any better than this as far as The Simpsons go. Well, you get better. That's but... contested. <laughs> yeah, that's contested. But, but it's I mean, an amazing like, episode. Where if someone asked me, like, hey, I've never watched The Simpsons before. What yeah. episode should I watch? I'd be like, you should watch this episode first. Yeah, yeah, for real. It does, like, even if you'd never seen the show before, it introduces the ideas of the characters all really, really well. So. Yeah. And even displaying Bart as someone who doesn't give two shits about school, but also, on the flip side, having the moral center and dilemma and stuff, like, yeah. Mm. When he's trying to be all, you know, it's, hey, Lisa, it's not my problem. You're looking at a cucumber as in cool as a... Yeah. <laughs> the McGarnacle. Oh, that is such a good line as well. And as far as integrity goes, you know, I think this is pretty much the only appearance of Freddie Quimby as well, but I think it really paints an interesting uh, character here of, yeah, the delinquent nephew of the powerful politician that's, yeah, yeah allowed to get away with everything. Yeah, mm-hmm. and also Marge says a line at one point that kind of cements that this is kind of like something that's a regular thing. Yeah, yeah. Are those Quimby children also wild and rich. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, yeah, there's already a public perception of negativity towards these people that... Yeah, at the immediate party, people sort of tolerate his bullshit. And yeah, there's a great moment where everyone, he's, everyone, the punch has been spiked. And I was like, <laughs> the Quimby's all, <laughs> ah, that's my boy. And even when he's like shouting down the waiter, shall dare, shall dare. And everyone just around him is just uh, sort of looking at each yeah. other going, what the <laughs> it's fuck? It's chowder. <laughs> Say it right. <laughs> Say it, Frenchie. Say chowder. <laughs> Wait, come back. I'm not done demeaning you. <laughs> <laughs> I always thought that line was, I'm not through with meeting you. I didn't know it was demeaning for the longest time. Oh, Oh, young Elliot. So yes or no? Oh, absolutely. 
Yeah. yeah With a steaming hot bowl of chowder. <laughs> so we're going to watch it again. We're going to put it in a playlist. Players to go going. Chowder. Ch- chowder. Yeah. <laughs> the chowder player. Clumsy wetters. Yep. <laughs> Clumsy Clusoesque wetters. Uh, Bart versus Skinner. Yeah, yep. definitely. Justice. Yes, uh, the Simpsons in the courtroom. Just put it with like Bart the Killer and mm. uh, you know stuff like that. Movie references. Yeah, yeah, uh, and just great Renier appearances. <laughs> yeah, it's closer look. These appear to be loafers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, any other playlist? Quimby's. Oh yeah, Quimby. Yeah, sure, why not? Um, Giant Rice Krispie squares. <laughs> if there's any more of those, well, <laughs> they talk about Rice Krispie squares in the margin chains. There you go. And there's another courtroom one for you. There you go. And another Lionel Hutz one. It's all the same. Yeah, they can go all in all those playlists. A shining references. <laughs> There's a few of oh, those. Yeah, now. Definitely. <laughs> I've often used that line of we've got a shining thing going on here and no one ever seems to get it. It bothers me. <laughs> BT, what would you change? Nothing. Michael, what would you change? <laughs> Nothing. Neither. <laughs> <laughs> BT, any other notes? No, I think I'm cleared. Actually, no, I have a few. What am I talking about? Oh, uh, sorry, another playlist. Uh, reluctantly going to school playlist, like <laughs> the last one we did. Yep. I uh, really like Lisa's, uh, I knew we shouldn't have watched him open the mail. I'll see that Quimby gig hang for this. Um, oh, yeah, a, a bad-mouthing jury duty playlist. I don't get yeah. it. It sounds like fun. Yeah, but we've also never done it. And Yeah, that's yeah. true. I mean, I'd be up for it. Sounds amusing. Mm. But I think. I assume. Oh, and the little bastard playlist. All of Bart's uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, little, little bastard. bastard tampering kits. Yeah. Yep. And uh, the great little uh, story Marge has of, well, Bart, your uncle Arthur used to have a saying, shoot them all, <laughs> let God sort them out. Unfortunately, one day he put that into practice. 75 armed marshals take him down. Let's never speak of it again. <laughs> so you need to follow your heart, not the voices in your head, like a certain uncle did one grace December morn. Oh, excellent. I just like how she paints that grey December morn. <laughs> oh, Uncle Arthur. Mm. <laughs> well, I mean, Uncle, but on whose side? Because Homer doesn't have... Well, Homer's got Herb, and uh, Marge has Patty and Selma. But uh, maybe it's Marge's uncle, I guess? Or, yeah. But that would be... She doesn't she say... Oh, she says your Uncle Arthur. Yeah. So unless she meant, like, great uncle or something like that. Huh. Yes. Interesting. Yes. Hmm. Maybe, you know, same with Cousin Frank. Who? You know, he joined a cult, and I think his name is Mother Shabubu now. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, how about you, Michael? Any other notes? I love that bit when Homer's, like, unloading all the furniture to Barney outside, yeah. and, and <laughs> Principal Skinner's like, what, you're taking everything from the hotel room? And he's like, yeah. you know, they're souvenirs. And he's like, is that my necktie? Souvenir. Souvenir. <laughs> Hotels expect you to take a few things. Yeah. Yeah, oh, and as well with, you got it, Barney? Got, got what? what? <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. I love Chief Wiggum's delivery when he says, like, the, yeah. oh, no, somebody <laughs> took a bite out of the great rice crispy square. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and the waiter's been horribly murdered. <laughs> <Or> beaten. <laughs> Brutally beaten. Yeah. Brutally beaten. Just like, eh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and this is happening. Just, Reminds it, me a lot of, uh, okay, people, nothing to see here. Oh, oh, my God, look at this horrible flaming wreckage. Gather around, gather around, <laughs> gather around. Gather around. <laughs> Don't be shy, gather around. And, uh, yeah, just everything the waiter says. I'm not a clumsy waiter. Oh, <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, immediately fucking falls out the window. Like, yeah. <laughs> an open fucking truck of rat traps. Yeah. Ah, French. One of the last accents you can still make fun of. <laughs> but yeah, even like the sequence, like, I almost want to hear Bart describing that. <laughs> it's true. A lot of 
What a painful shit happens that guy. That pot of boiling water that pours on him. Ooh. After getting his hands caught in both a fucking food processor and a toaster. Yep. <laughs> that was done so well. The oh. way he flowed into every accident was just perfect. Head mm-hmm. briefly into an oven and, <laughs> and you falls into all the glasses. Like, well, what was Freddie doing while all that was happening? Was he just watching him yeah. fall? He just no, walked he, out. He left the room with his champagne he stole. So. Oh, he left straight away. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to enjoy this. <laughs> and when he falls out the window, like, everyone's just, like, the lady... Sonographer's like, her. and then he fell out the window. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> case hey, closed. It's not her job to be involved. She has to just report. Yeah, exactly. You rest your case. Oh, I thought that was just a figure of speech. Yeah. Case uh, closed. Wonderful. Yeah, I should be right. I, I watched Matlock the other night. The sound <laughs> wasn't on, but I think I got the gist of it. Oh, man. Missing Lionel Hutt. Something crazy. All right. Well, it's time for my final notes. Please excuse my handwriting. I busted whichever hand it is I write with. Sign Mrs. Simpson. <laughs> You're right to be suspicious, Edna. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait. I had a Jordan Zanel corner. What was it? Had a Jordan Zanel Oh, yeah. So you got to forgive it. But yeah, the timeline of Bart witnessing the action and then Bart describing the action, it was obviously stretched out. Like It happened a lot quicker when we originally saw just Bart, you know, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in the initial bit. Oh, yes. yeah. Petty. Petty, petty, petty thing. Mm-hmm. If I was under 17, I'd be in school, right? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Enjoy Boomerama, sir. And again, another sort of weirdly off-model squeaky voice teen in that mm. one. Enjoy Boomerama, sir. <laughs> I'm one of those nephews who don't see very often a bot bot. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could have written down all of what Kent Brockman said, because that was just some <laughs> primo news reporting it's there. Just a judge will ladle out steaming hot bowls of rich creamy justice yeah now we're not allowed to broadcast trials in this country so we'll have to be quiet yeah. <laughs> i suggested it should be called waiter gate but i was shut down at the press club yep. <laughs> very good beat up waiter <laughs> and matt graining was the court sketch artist yep. oh yeah nice little reference there mm-hmm. and uh my final note and i probably should have had the note ready does anyone know who klaus von bueller is oh, yeah, i did look it up he was a guy who was on trial for murdering his wife but then they tried him again and he got off oh yeah Bit of a weird reference. I don't know if there's more to it than that. But that was just a quick reference from Wikipedia. Oh, good old Schwarzwald doing in the obscure mm. things. Yep, he likes those. Time to rank this thing, BT. Cubic zirconia. This is so funny, so fast, so fluid. Everything is great. It's an amazing episode. Yeah, cubic. Fuck. Like, I don't know the last time that what you would change question would w- went by that quickly. Yeah. <laughs> and that's saying something. Michael? Yeah, cubic zirconia. Definitely. Woo! Watch the party mouth, honey. <laughs> <laughs> this cream corn tastes like cream crab. <laughs> oh, excellent. All right. Well, that was pretty cut and dry. Unanimous cubic zirconia. <laughs> Season five has a number of unanimous cubic zirconias, including Homer's Barbershop Quartet. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. Uh, Cape Fear, the Sideshow Bob Cape yes. Fear episode. Yeah. Treehouse of Horror 4, which uh, the devil and Homer Simpson, Gremlin on the side of the bus, nice. all those ones. Boy Scouts in the Hood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where Bart joins the Boy Scouts. And Springfield, Springfield. Yeah, it's a hell, hell of a town. town. Yeah. Last Temptation of Homer, the Mindy episode. Yes. Homer Loves Flanders, the Homer Loves Flanders episode. <laughs> <laughs> Burns' Air, where Bart becomes Burns', Burns Air. And mentioned before, Sweet Seymour Skinner's Badass Song. Did we ever find out whether that was a reference to that title? It's a reference to Sweet Sweetback's Badass Song. A 1971 drama mystery. It's weird that I now know that, and yet I feel like I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) 
Directed, produced, written, starring, and music by, and edited by Melvin Van Peebles. Well, go Melvin Van Peebles. That's a lot of hats. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's a cult classic, so an independent action thriller film. Is it also written as badass? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, two A's, five S's. My gosh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, that about does it for The Simpsons Index for this week. But, you know, before we get out of here, we just like to talk briefly about things that we're into lately. Books, TV, film, movies, video games. What are other things? Music, uh, appliances. Bits of string. yeah this is yarning about yarn (laughs) well now you made a good title we've got to make a podcast well done (laughs) bt what are you into uh man i've not really had time for much of anything lately but i watched rampage last night and it is not a bad movie what like the 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 rock uh video game adaptation it's it's fine it's a three out of five it's enjoyable enough (laughs) there's some monsters i like monster movies that's good yeah because that was one where i'm like how are you gonna build a movie out of that uh does reasonably well with it because it's such a one-dimensional game and it's a game that i fucking loved when i was a kid but it was in that sort of way where watching the animations of destroying the buildings eating the people Mm -hmm. was like and especially at that time when there was nothing else like it was really satisfying but as a game, it's actually not that good. <laughs> nah, but it was co-op, and, you know, that's always fun. Eh, One yeah. of the very first three-player co-op games, actually. Yes, curiously so. Yeah, there's not many of those. It's a very interesting mm. subgenre. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean... I've been a light recommendation if you want a goofy movie. Yeah. It's not the goofy movie. <laughs> Which I also revisited recently. Wasn't as good as I thought it was. <laughs> mm. Anyway, all right, Rampage. Stop vaguely. That's yeah. the only thing that <laughs> new I've been into lately. <laughs> Fair enough, Michael. Uh well, like for studying and that, I've had to. Well, I had to read the Reservoir Dogs script. Oh, oh interesting. Yeah, so I read the script and then I watched the movie again. And I was like, "Fuck, I love this movie. Mm. Such a good movie." And uh, yeah. It's just a really top film. Uh, if anyone's like you know into something different, yeah, it's a heist movie where you don't see the heist. Yep. Mm. Any drastic changes from the script to screen? To be honest, not really. Yeah. But I noticed that there's a lot of lines that are a lot better in the movie mm. that were changed from the screen, like little things. So yeah, like, just you know, phrasing and things like that. Yeah, just phrasing. You know, like when they're talking about Madonna mm. and Mister White is like, "Hey, I got Madonna's big dick coming out of my <laughs> left ear, and I got." <laughs> Toby, 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 Toby Kwan, right. Toby Chong. <laughs> Toby, Toby Chicka Chong. <laughs> I mean, that makes sense because you think of the powerhouse actors that are in that, mm. like, yeah, Bashimi and Tim Roth and fucking, who else? God Harvey Keitel. Oh, yep. Harvey Keitel slays in that movie. Michael Madsen. Indeed. Say the words, yep. you're not gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> I want to, like, remix that into a song, you know. I'm not gonna die. <laughs> yeah. We should get Danny to... Yeah. Uh, hook into that scene <laughs> I reckon there's a lot of musicality there mm. Yeah, but yeah that used to be like one of those I don't know what else to watch I'll just throw that on yeah. sort of movies still like when Bashemi's like Mr. Pink is arguing about the name mm. he's like yeah. uh, I'll just be Mr. Purple yeah you're I'll not, be Mr. Purple you're not like, Mr. Purple yeah. Mr. Purple's on a different job yeah. you're Mr. Pink like, <laughs> oh yeah that fucking crazy who's old who's also gr- uh, Elaine's dad from Seinfeld yeah <laughs> and also Mall Cop Brokaw in um, Simpsons oh uh, yeah Oh, yeah, fuck. Capiche. D- Everything uh, except <laughs> Capiche. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, <laughs> showtime's over. Perfect casting. Yeah. Also, did you know that Madonna eventually uh, met with Tarantino and gave him a signed copy of her sex book that said, Dear Quentin, it's about love, not dick. 
<laughs> in reference to like a virgin. <laughs> well, yeah, I love that scene. Oh, yeah, it's great. Yeah, but like the best part is when um, Mr. Pink and Mr. White are like arguing, and Mr. White's like, "Hey, what's the big deal?" And Mr. Pink's like, "Oh, you want to trade names?" And he's like, "You're not fucking trading names, all right?" <laughs> yeah, and then he's like. Well, why can't we pick our own names? And he's like, nah, it doesn't work, all right? Did it last time. Everyone argues over Mr. Black, and then (laughs) no one wants to back down. So I got to pick the names. It's a great bit. Oh, fantastic. About just the weird mechanics of the background of a heist. Mm, Having people squabble over their nicknames. And yeah, what I've been into lately, only just last night did I even hear about this and watch this. There's a documentary on youtube called raising kratos and it's officially playstation Mm -hmm. produced documentary about the making of the latest god of war game and it is sensational yeah Uh, it's a long watch it is about two hours but there's no major spoilers for the game so i think i don't know who i'm recommending this to because it's a pretty niche fucking subgenre of yeah video game making documentary but it's really well put together really gives a um a uh, deep personal understanding to a lot of the people that are behind this and mm. you know people that you don't often see at the forefront of these things and and also the actors who the main guys behind Kratos and Freda who were each going through their own like personal struggles at the time of like making this game which is so deeply about uh, familial relationships yeah, right. and yeah you see how deeply it resonated with them mm. and um fuck what's the guy who played Kratos again I'm Glenn Close <laughs> is she on your mind because of John Oliver lately? No, it's just I throw over the, either her name or Meryl Streep out every now and then when you ask something and I don't know the answer. Mm. Christopher Judge. But yeah, he, he has an amazing story to tell. I mean, they all do. And yeah, I mean, it's free on YouTube. It's mm. a bit of a time sink at two hours, but I think it's just a lovely, well put together documentary. And it, it really makes me want to see more video game documentaries, to be honest. Yeah, especially on voice acting. I find it very fascinating. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they go with the kid as well, who is, like, an amazing actor. Yeah, I mentioned before, he's the lead in that Jonah Hill 90s teen thing. Mm. Yeah. And, yeah, watching him respond to direction as well, and, like, they're talking about the scene where he has to, yeah, plunge a knife into a deer, and the director's like, okay, so, you know, just think of the deer and think of its family that it's losing, Mm. and the kid's like, oh, and he's like, use that. It's like, oh, actually, that was probably traumatizing. Anyway. well. Hey, it's for art, damn it. Yeah. So, yeah, Raising Kratos, available now on YouTube. And also, we should uh, do some quick plugs. Michael, Mm -hmm. your podcast? Seen any movies lately? Yes. Yeah, it's a game show podcast. It's comprised of three segments where we talk about film news of the week. We engage in a game show where I give away prizes. And then the last segment is where I ask everyone on the show if they've seen any movies lately and we give recommendations for movies to watch and movies that we should probably avoid. Yep. (laughs) And yeah, me and BT were on a recent episode where big superhero movie theme. Yeah. And BT, you absolutely slayed me in the trivia. Don't give it away. Oh. (laughs) I mean, I won. (laughs) (laughs) Or did you? Or did you? It was a competitive battle. (laughs) Um, Well, I gave that away, but what movies did I see lately? I'll never tell. (laughs) And BT? Yeah, so Elliot and I have a new podcast out uh, called Thrones of Game. And you're thinking, what? A Game of Thrones podcast? But as always, there's a twist. Always a twist Uh, So I've, I've watched the series from the beginning, but however, Elliot has never seen an episode until we started this podcast. 
and we're watching it backwards. So we start with the finale, and uh, we've been two episodes in now, and uh, yeah, it's, it's some fun. It's an interesting take on it. I think we're going to draw a very interesting your thought process on characters going backwards. Yeah. Is, is, I think it's going to be interesting. Watching one of the most, uh, one of the best shows of all time in the worst way possible. Yeah, but we've also decided to make this as, you know, just, oh, man. I mean, <laughs> it better be your mum. And it literally was. <laughs> all right, well, that's okay. You're always, it's always okay to take a call from your mum. <laughs> yeah, call your mum, everybody. Yeah, so we just decided to keep this, you know, quick and fast paced. So it's about a 20 minute slog. And uh, yeah, that's it. It's, it's some good fun so far. Yeah, yeah, on the opposite end of the spectrum of the Simpsons Index, yeah. Yeah, my brain is still, like, calculated to assuming a podcast takes four hours. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, it's like, when we do one that takes 20 minutes, it's like, oh, it's still daylight. What? Yeah. But yeah, we're working through season eight, of course, so yeah, the episodes are currently taking four hours each to watch, but yeah, the podcast yeah. itself, 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Nice, easy, digestible for all you GOT fans out there. Yeah, so Thrones of Game, check it out. All right, guys. Well, I've got to return a call to my mum, so we better get out of here. That's been BT Calloway. Oi. And that's been Michael Pishinari. Ta-ta. All right, we'll catch you next time. That's all the mustard in the house. It's pronounced mustard. <laughs> Say it right. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Simpsons Index podcast, which is also an online spreadsheet available at thesimpsonsindex.com. You can chat to us online at facebook.com slash the Simpsons Index or at Simpsons Index on Twitter or Instagram. Now there's no bonus scenes for this episode, so we'll catch you next week.